Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And unlike last week, which we will file under the Kawhi Leonard-style load management, uh, we do hopefully will not have a power outage <laughs> this week. And we'll be able to make it through the podcast. So that was a bit of a bummer last week because we were right in the midst of, uh, obviously, the, the Nats uh, bagging the World Series. That was a, super exciting. So we're going to have to have a little bit of a World Series rewind. We'll dance around with some NFL topics, have some other stuff, have some fun with that. But, yeah, load management. Yeah, there you go. Um, hey, now. <laughs> be careful if you search that as the keywords in any Google search. You never quite know what may come up. <laughs> hey, hey Whoa! Anyway, first and, <laughs> first and foremost, representing the district. That's right. The one, the only, D-Stat, who I think had, I guess from his standpoint, a relative... Uh, non-payout bad beat on the World Series, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you ready to hit your cue, brother? Always. All right, three, brew in fun, baby. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but this will be the first time you're recording from your new digs. Very true. Look at that, Ooh. man. That's super That's exciting. Right. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. Yeah, from the man cave to the manhole. That's right. <laughs> uh, settling in and, and getting down and having some fun, man. Hey, look, uh, I don't know if we'll make it up there for New Year's, but I am glad you have some room to spread out and uh, hang out. And you've got a zone, dude. You have like a whole floor. How great is it's, that? <laughs> it's beautiful. I got my, my mini fridge all set up. It's fully stocked so whenever you get up here you got you got some brews waiting for you bro there, you can so. put a full-size fridge down there man we talk about some mini fridge <laughs> come on man true. you got Very a true. whole floor bro not a dorm room that's <laughs> true one <laughs> <laughs> of the, the funniest thing I, I maybe i told you this already but yeah. uh uh because it's the, the basement and that's it's all mine it's beautiful there it's it's a good amount of space right there's 10 wall outlets I don't know why the hell there would need to be so many wall outlets. It's not a bad problem to have, but uh, flexibility. more random out, uh, aspects. If I, if I need to have like a cell phone charging party, we know where to have it. <laughs> Drinking that, beer and charging our cell phones. Yeah, exactly. There, there you exactly. go. There you go. And we also know where we can do. <laughs> there you go, Mark. Let me tell you, you cleaned out that storage unit. You might have some of these fresh, fresh threads, man, that these people are breaking out. I, I probably do. <laughs> Did you have some Zubas in that storage unit? I just want to know. Probably. Probably. That's <laughs> uh, fantastic. Anyway, all right. Well, let's get everybody else up in here, man, just for good measure, unless we devolve into complete stupidity without even getting like five minutes into the freaking pie. We're like three and a half minutes in. And it's take already. The over. I know. Take <laughs> the under, I <laughs> Take say. the under, take the over, just take it all. Anyway, you hear him chatting. That's what she said. Whoa. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, Andy. Man, on. that's right. Our very own, very own resident Colts fan, who I'm sure breathed a sigh of relief that that wasn't a more severe injury for uh, old Brissett over there. That'd have been tough, man, to lose luck. Well, I mean, he chose to leave, but still, to lose luck, and if he had lost Brissett too, that would have been extra brutal. Dude, I'm telling but, you, like, when Whitfield sent that message on Sunday, I was, I was at a play for uh, Lily, my, my oldest, who was in Annie. 
and uh god dude i was sitting there i had to turn my phone off because i always i always have this fear like when i'm in a play even if i have my phone on silent that it's gonna go off and people are just gonna look at me i just have this irrational fear that's gonna happen so i'll always turn my phone off and i turn it on and i'm like okay i'm seeing percent's gonna be okay mm-hmm. and then freaking venetary shanks a, 40-some-odd-yard uh, field goal. And I'm like, damn it. Laces out. Laces, Laces out. out. <laughs> Ace Ventura, if it taught us anything, <laughs> Laces out. Oh, Ventura's having a tough tough year, dude. He's having a tough year, bro. Yeah. Side note, side note. I thought earlier tonight, I was like, how weird would it be, right? How weird would it be if the Colts were like, oh, we got to move on, man. And they cut Vinatieri, right? And the Vinatieri went back to New England. How weird would that be? They'd sign him in a heartbeat. I mean, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they at least just for? I mean, they'd have to, wouldn't they? If if well, Indy cut Vinatieri, wouldn't wouldn't the Patriots absolutely have to sign him? I don't think Indy would cut Vinatieri just on that reason alone. His, his serve <laughs> no, just on his service alone. But if, if in the stupidity that they did, yes, New England would sign him again in a heartbeat, and I mean, they should. Like God, that whoever, so hey, who is their kicker? Nugent? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. They, they've they've cycled through some people. Actually, they cut him, and I think it's Nick Folk now. Yes, uh, Folk? that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, They're I think you're right. They're going through former Jets kickers at this point because <laughs> uh, Goskowski's out for the season. Yeah. Uh, that's probably going to come at the bite him in the in the ass at some point. Uh, probably not in regular season, but postseason. Yeah, they better get that one right. Yeah, I think postseason they'll be doing some fourth, going for fourth down more often. Than not. <laughs> they might be a smidge more aggressive, to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, yeah, not depending on the uh, field goal kickers. <laughs> but anyway. yeah, I, I don't, I cannot envision a scenario where the Colts would cut Vinatieri unless if he just completely shit the bed missing everything for like two or three games straight like it'd have to be extra ugly is what you're telling me it it would have to be beyond ugly for them to cut him yeah because look he kicked a 51 yarder to win the game the week before he misses one in the elements in pittsburgh and laces were in so the holder did not get it down correctly so yeah I mean, it, Honestly, that was an uh, that was a heinously ugly kick, but you at he, least got you at least got to get at least get the hold right, can you? I mean, come on. I mean, if you listen to Pat McAfee's podcast, he was talking like Benatari wasn't kicking it good anyway, but then right. you add the laces in, and just there was no shot. Recipe for disaster. It happens, man. It happens. Yeah. All right. I'm just glad, glad Jacoby's okay. Oh, uh, other thing. Welcome back, college basketball. Yes. How about that? Duke and Kentucky getting wins on opening night. Man, start out strong. Why not? I, you know what? I can't believe we didn't talk about trying to get together for get together for those games. Um, it didn't go so well last year for me. <laughs> well, that was that was Duke versus <laughs> Kentucky. That was different. That was totally different. That that, that was the slaughtering. Yeah. Of- of, of but, Kentucky, thirty six points by Duke last year. So, by the way, did you like Syracuse getting their ass handed to them by UVA, right? And so Beheim was all raging out, and uh, somebody, I think it was Tony Kornheiser, was talking about the bot. What was it, forty eight to thirty four? 
I, I think like the final score was heinous, right? Uh, um, it was a bu- <laughs> and so I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Cornhuskers. It was like I was looking at the box score and I thought that was a halftime score. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's rough. Dude, like the the freshman from North Carolina in his debut scored 34, and the Qs dropped 34 for the game. That's rough. I don't know. I dude, well, I don't yeah. know what's going on with Beheim, but. Well, they didn't it's, get the. They didn't, they didn't, sorry, Randy, to, yeah. to start off that way, but well, that's Syracuse, that's, man. After they also got their ass handed to them by Boston College. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Randy, what happened to Cuse, brother? Honestly, <laughs> uh, and I said at the beginning of the year, this is like a three or four win team, and they're kind of proving me right. It's it, it's just it's a shit show. It's just that's all. But you know it what is. you do have, it's, you know what you do have, is the 49ers. So yeah, that I do. So that's a Can't win. Can't complain. No, probably not so much. Incidentally, I still love I still love all the uh, the Jimmy G end of game deal with Aaron Andrews and all the memes that, <laughs> that inspired. The the one where they took the one where they took all the all the uh, it's from the Redskins game. The one where they had all the 49ers like sliding all in the field, you know, make comments about, oh, you know, Aaron Andrews after Jimmy, Jimmy G's blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh Lord, man, that is terrible. That was awful. But it was funny taking, shooting his shot at the end. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway, that was stupid, but yeah. Good, good least, luck fighting her husband. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Right. Uh, but yeah, at least you got the Niners because Cuse, man, that's a rough start for uh, the uh, basketball. But I think they traditionally they don't, you know, they start out with some softer scheduling, <laughs> some more friendly warm up games. But uh, kudos to UVA on that one. All right, we have a lot of stuff to cover. We got a lot of stuff to kind of wade through, get through. I don't know how drill, you know, dig down, drill down. We're gonna have the chance to get tonight uh, because we did lose last week. It was accidental, you know. We, we tried to, to wait out the power outage, uh, but I think by the time we kept drinking <clears throat> and it hit like 1 o'clock, we were like, oh, that's a lost night. Got to shut it down. You know, those are the breaks. So uh, we have a little bit of catch-up to do, uh, but I think we have to spend some time with the World Series. Before we get into that, I guess, Mark, since you're in the district, obviously you got some new digs, but the vibe over the past couple of weeks since the Nats went ahead and shut this, you know, shut that down, finished strong – um what's the mood been in the district other than lots of memes making fun of the redskins which as a redskins fan they've they've been pretty funny and i have laughed at many of them so in between picking on bryce harper and crapping on the redskins those were well aware of but uh, what's the mood and the vibe been like uh with the dmv celebrating the nats man it's been pretty ecstatic and 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 as i said from the beginning of the series if the nats pull it off they will have earned it's like a madman. So, I mean, I, I, you know, it wasn't the result that I was rooting for, but no. uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for them. And, and as I think I also said, like, I, I came to realize that they're really, without Harper, who, you know, is just a very divisive kind of player that, you know, you love him if he's on your team and you probably hate him if he's not. Um, I, I don't really have too many guys that I disliked on the, on the Nets team. Um, I, Scherzer is hysterical. Uh, and obviously a absolute beast of a pitcher. Um, Rendon is just, you know, cold-blooded. I mean, I, I, I have so much respect for him. So, anyway, I, I'm, I'm proud of 
what the team pulled off and happy for my friends. Um, but yeah, pretty ecstatic. I've got a lot of friends that went to, you know, either went to the parade or found a good spot to kind of enjoy the parade from afar. And, and mm-hmm. that was, was pretty electric. And uh, I know tons of people who are super excited to either get you know tattoos memorializing it or, or not memorializing, but 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 uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 wild. I mean it's obviously a long time since uh, baseball had significance in the district, and um, you know I think obviously we expect that Rendon is just going to be too pricey for them to be able to maintain, but they're still going to have a strong team for next year, so you know. It'll be interesting to see what they can do next year. But, uh, yeah, the mood, mood here is, is, is very excited, obviously, with, you know, the memes as we're all referring to. I mean, uh, D.C.'s been bringing home some, some trophies lately the uh, last <laughs> couple of years uh, outside of, you know, one team in particular. And uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> the, the, on, the only championship, the, uh, the only trophy the Redskins are going to have is the toilet bowl. That's it. <laughs> Which for, for for a while, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I already had to pull up a toilet the other day, so I've I I had you know I had Redskins action in my bathroom upstairs. Which, <laughs> you know, I had to pull that thing Good up. Lord, I know. We, we we had to we had to replace two two toilets in our house. So I was thinking about just like getting a Redskins shirt to like you know toss in it to get rid of. <laughs> it, it, Don, it, donkey, donkey left a Redskins shirt in my house, so I was like, oh. You know, I think I'm gonna have to dig up that picture of you conked out the Redskins blanket just for good measure. Um, that'll make me that'll make me feel slightly better about the sucktitude that is uh, the Washington Redskins. But the memes are funny. Um, there was one with uh, one where they were saying like, "Oh, the Phillies," and maybe this was in the Brood Chat. I don't remember. But uh, like, the Phillies are gonna release Bryce Harper so they have a chance to win the World Series next year. I mean, you know, I mean, people have just piled on that poor guy, but. Part of what makes the World Series run for the Nats so special, uh, in my opinion, was really just the team vibe. You know what I mean? They they were a fun watch. Uh, they clearly had good chemistry. Um, you had you had a lot of drama in the year, obviously, uh, with a rough start, uh, with Martinez's health, uh, and then just you know by the time you get to the playoffs, all the eliminating elimination games, they were able to survive and advance. Uh, we usually say survive in advance for March Madness, but that was very much the deal for the Nats uh, in the playoffs. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. But I think, you know, the team vibe and the team chemistry and what they were able to do and, well, really what they were able to finish was, to me, just an incredible story. And obviously, I hope that they were going to win. I don't have a problem with the Astros. I You know, I, I don't have any beef against them. Uh, but I really thought the Nats were the best story. And I know that people complain about the ratings with the World Series, but think about some of the ridiculous things that we had both, you know, on field and off field, right? We had the Instagram model flashers. We had the dude double clutching beers, having a home run ball go off his gut. We had that guy. Uh, I love the fact that Bud Light made him a shirt and he was in a commercial and they flew him to game six. That was phenomenal. How much would you love, like... It like from a from a sports fan dream perspective, could you have a better game than that? No, I mean that that's like that's like you know take a home run off the chest while double clutching and somehow yeah. get the ball. And yes, I said ball. <laughs> oh, you're wait, you're waiting for that. You said there you go balls. I mean. Come on now, it's That's me. Fu- hey, look, as far as the flashers, man, you think that pitcher was like... Two chicks at the same <laughs> time, man. 
I forget who was on the mound <laughs> at that time, though. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> I mean, was that Garrett? That was Garrett Cole, wasn't it? Wasn't it Cole? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, it was. it's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I saw an article where that... Did you, I don't did remember, you catch I don't remember, the huh? interview with um, uh, DA on CBS Sports Radio he had with no. one of the flashers? No, yeah. but I, I thought I read an article that said she they they spent about a year planning that and spent eighty thousand bucks, um, getting that set up, and yeah, and uh, making sure like that they were raising money for uh, breast cancer, like not just breast cancer, but like people that had issues paying paying their breast cancer bills. Uh huh. And they talked to several breast cancer patients that had issues paying their bills, and that's who they actually took the money and gave it to. Oh, well, that's nice. I did not, I did not see that or hear that. Yes, that that that's what they did. Like, because you know, we'll have we'll see these wear pink for October things, and you'll have all these you know charities saying, "Oh yeah, give us money," and like ten percent or whatever goes to like the patients and yeah. But they were like, no, we're going to actually pay off these people's bills. and That's good. I mean, that, that's I a actually, good outcome. I was actually cool with that, That the fact that that's why they flashed them. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. Well, weren't they? <laughs> and not just They like, were nice to look at yeah, as well. And, oh, there you go. That's the point. Um, weren't, didn't they receive like a letter like the next day from MLB, like banning them for life or whatever? Uh, that night. Oh, that night? <laughs> she said they were in the jail cell and they got it that night. Wow. Within hours, because MLB well, knew they, who they I were. And... I tell you what, man. If, if uh, they they can't manage, they can't seem to get figure out what to do about that first base interference stuff. But man, you flash some titties. God bless. MLB's all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if somebody flashed the boobies as well, I'd mm. be all about that as well. But that's a different story. Um, <laughs> is that it's too soon? I mean, what's that? going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know where else you were going to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were going, all of a sudden you just stopped, and it's like, fit okay. One more thing inside of me. Great ass. <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't moon. I was waiting for you guys to jump in there, and that's what she <laughs> said. But hey, you know, whatever. Two chicks at the same time. Man. Just saying. Anyway, four married guys talking about <laughs> boobies, waiting on y'all to. I'll, 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 I'm not going to mention like the names, but I do remember uh, Randy, one of uh, a mutual friend that years ago at parties when it would hit midnight, and she'd bust out the titties at twelve. That was hilarious, by the way. Yeah, that was a race weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like clockwork, <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she would t- she just flashed everybody. It, it, I mean, it was it was hilarious and it was awkward, but it was really funny. Anyway, uh, okay, let's, let's flip back to the World Series. Uh, but it was super dramatic. Think about, you know, again, all the, you know, people complain about the ratings, but you had, you had the, the, the Nats fans, you know, giving Trump a bunch of grief, which was pretty funny. Boone locked him up and booing him. That was hilarious. Uh, you had the flashers. You had the beer dude. It was no black cat on Monday Night Football. But there was a lot of on and off field ridiculousness. With oh, the yeah, World the Series, and, guy losing like yeah, mo- twelve million over it. I think it, yeah, it's like thirteen. That's a lot oh, of money. Damn, mattress, mattress, Mac. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. right, mattress um, Mac. Yeah, let me. I know I've got an article for Mac. I know I've got something put up for old mattress Mac. I know I do. I, I want to say it was like thirteen million. Yeah, there it is. 
Houston area furniture store owner Mattress Mac lost $13 million betting on the Astros. Oof. So. I would so cry over that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a, I mean, he does a lot of philanthropic work. So, and the community loves that dude. I'm just talking for me, but yeah. I uh, mean, no, no, like totally. That. I mean, here, here, Mark, Mark's like, Mark's, Mark was all raging out over it. What was, were you going to have like a $900 payout or something? Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Which is, I mean, honestly, that's a lot of money. That's brutal. Right. That, that's, that's, that's like that's almost. Tough. That's almost like a mortgage payment. Right, and just know, I mean, so I, I said that I thought the, the the odds were right. I placed that on Astros series win after after the loss game game one. I felt like that was the right time to do it, and I honestly really thought about you know doubling down some after even after they lost game two because I was just like the, they're not just going to roll over the the Nats are not going to just sweep them. That's just it's just not happening. Right. Um, and then obviously the Astros go, you know, or come here to DC and do what they do. You know, going back to Houston up three two, I'm not remotely pretending like it's in the bag. But you, <laughs> you were feeling good. good. You were feeling good, Feel, weren't you? Ex- exactly. I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling pretty good. You I'm were like, feeling large and in charge. <laughs> uh, again, Cole Cole's gonna get get the pitch. Or, or excuse me, uh, Berlander. Berlander's gonna get the pitch, and um, you know, let's let's see what happens. And I mean. Uh, so yes, it, it, it stuck. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, so yeah, do we want to jump to Game Seven? Well, I, and I, here's my, the thing. my thing is, is Rendon hits the home run. Hold on. Wait a second. Do you oh, check shit. your notes? Where are my notes? Oh Lord. Ah, oh, fuck! It's Game ah. Six. All right, it's Game Six. Mm-hmm. Look, it's okay, man. Um, I, I will say a couple things that, and in, in the the you know, a lot of stuff will kind of be lost in the wash over time. Uh, I will say, and I know I'm no hardcore baseball person like Mark, but I do think the loosey goosey strike zone was interesting over the course of the series. There were definitely some moments in games where, and it happened to both teams. It happened to both teams, but there were some like. Really? And, and also, also give, yourself, give yourself some credit. As we've gone along, you, you've learned quite a bit. So, I mean, I feel uh, like you're, you're... You've taught me a lot. Uh, thank you. I mean, you're, you're up to speed quite well, so... <laughs> can, can, all right. You've taught me a lot. But let, 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 let me ask this question. Lance Barksdale, dude. Lance Barksdale, you deserve some criticism for some of those home play calls, bro. <laughs> you do. Yep. You yeah, do. Let me ask a question, guys. Because, yeah. like, I remember, like, one of the replays where the Nationals catcher caught it. It was strike three he got up and the umpire was like oh you got up too fast he called it the ball <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i'm sitting there like that was you, barksdale you, were, you knew it was a strike yet because you got a little butt hurt because he got up before you called it you called a ball like for me shit like that is cause for the automated strike zone. Yeah, that well, and, and there and there were balls. Look, don't get me wrong. There were strikes <laughs> that went against each team. Yes, and I've understood that you know a little human error has been part of the game for a long time. But was it me or just some of the umpires in this series were just so butthurt over some of the <laughs> catchers getting up early and things like that that like they just fucked them over and i'm just like 
you know what, you little bitches? Y'all, we <laughs> just need the automatic strike zone to take your little bitch ass out of this. Feisty. But then you wouldn't Feisty. get. Then you wouldn't hear those great things like, you wouldn't hear all that great stuff, right? I'll, I'll, say, I'll say flip side. I do feel like, and this obviously is far beyond just the World Series, but I yes. feel like it's, it's gotten so much worse to me over the last few years. But like, I'm getting kind of tired of, of the guys who, you know, will toss their bat and like start, you know, walking towards the first base, just like, you know, basically like trying to convince them to call ball, ball four and things like that. Yeah. Well, well, well before the call is made. So I mean, I, if I were an umpire, I, that's. That would annoy me to a degree. I feel like some of it is definitely trying to show show up the ump, and uh, I, I wish I, I I don't feel like that was a part of baseball as much, you know, say five ten years ago. I, I sound curmudgeon I get it, but uh, I don't know. I just think that needs to tone down a bit. Um, but uh, that said, yes, and and again, on on both sides. I mean, definitely, I don't think anybody can argue that either team was wrecked or that the outcome was what it's shouldn't have been because of calls that that's definitely one of fair and square yeah but but both, both teams definitely definitely had a right to bitch about certain games i feel like i think game seven if i remember right uh-huh. um was the one like top guy like most people consider one of the best and he did a really good job other than i felt like there was like i feel like there was one really bad one that the the astros got screwed on but um i felt like there was one game that was pretty great but otherwise there were there were too many frustrating you know, moments where yes it's true because i don't love the idea of a fully automated strike zone i feel like it's good to have some human error and, and also as long as it's being consistent like right an ump that calls more you know inside well you just have to adjust but as long as he's being consistent and consistent for both teams that's fine you adjust but when you feel like he's all over the place then it's just so hard to you know adjust right. and well, get used to it and that that's the same thing with like even when we complain about pi and nfl right if you're going to call a game tight, call it tight. If you're going to call it right. loose, call it loose. But don't yes. go from loose to tight or tight to loose. Well, that sounds exactly. really dirty. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, just have some consistency with the calls because the players will adjust in-game to exactly. how it is being officiated and how it is being called. And I think most of us, generally speaking, by the time you get to the playoffs, you don't mind a little bit of discretionary latitude, you know, unless it's egregious. Um, and if it's let them play or don't be obsessively uber tight or way, way weird with how you're calling stuff, I think most people can get along with it. But it's really frustrating uh, from a fan standpoint and obviously for the players if you feel like you don't have a, a reasonable sense of how they're calling a game, whether it's, you know, insert any sport you want, whether it's, it's pass interference, whether it's balls and strikes. When you feel like you, you you can't figure out what they're doing, it makes it really hard for the players to adjust and to go at you know what I mean and to set up yeah. for how the game's being called, and that yeah. to me would be the the main criticism of Barksdale, and then just some of the stuff that happened. I, I, was it? Well, anyway, there, there were just enough, and again, it hurt both it hurt both teams. It's okay, it hurt both teams. Yeah. It yeah. did. It, it's not. It would have been worse had it really impacted just the Astros or just the Nats. But, you know, one of the things that I think people will remember from the series is not just the strike zone shenanigans, but also the, you know, the Trey Turner, you know, first base <laughs> interference, <laughs> which was, about, which was heinous. It was heinous. Now, yeah. mercifully, it didn't ultimately cost, you know, the Nats the game. But there are moments when you have calls like that 
that can redefine and gr- grossly alter, you know, a, an inning, a quarter, a game, and ultimately a series. They can. All you got to do is ask, uh, you know, Charles Woodson about the tuck rule. <laughs> you know, a mm. bad a bad call can greatly alter an outcome. It's just it's more severe in the NFL because it's one game. You, you don't have a series. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I'm glad. And also, go ahead. I was going to say, and I'm also just, just uh, I got two points. One, one on what you're talking about with uh, like the Trey Turner thing. I mean, to be totally balanced, I mean, it's also, I think, incredibly obnoxious that you got to think about the reliever who's just been standing out there waiting to pitch for, you know, five, six, seven plus minutes. And again, the fact is that they weren't even reviewing it because it wasn't a reviewable play. They were yes. trying to determine the whole thing about whether or not the, the Nats could pro- play the rest of the game in protest. How could that not be, like, something that either was decided on in, like, 60 seconds or honestly could have waited until the game was over to be decided because it wasn't affecting that moment right there. I I just – that's the thing that baseball – I know they're trying to do so many things to speed up the game. Mm -hmm. They need to, and they've done, I think, some things positively. But that was just so horribly managed on all fronts uh, and and just mind-numbing. But also going back to the topic, I was going to say with with the strike zone stuff, I think we're all well versed enough in like what the strike zone is, and obviously it helps that I mean of course you know any anything you you watch on TV is certainly going to going to have it you know on the screen for you. There's a big difference between you know certainly there's times where it's you know a borderline strike or a borderline ball right. versus when you know the entire thing is either in or out of the zone. Those, oh man, I mean, there were just too many of those. I mean, there, there's ones where I'm like, oh, man, I wish they had called it. But you know what? I can't say that was wrong. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's close enough that that could have either gone either way. But when the entire freaking ball is, and some of them were well inside or outside the zone. Yes. Like, what are you looking at? And when it, again, if it's, I mean, it still matters and it still sucks if it's within the count. But if it's strike three or, or, or ball four and you do that, uh, it just sucks so much. Why on earth? Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I mean, you, you certainly see. I mean, I, the batters. I mean, I'm talking about the, it's obnoxious to me yeah. when they start, you know, doing their trot down, you know, before the call is made. But with some of those, I you get it. I get it. I mean, when I mean, yeah, just horrendous. Well, you know, I totally understand that sometimes, uh, whether it's an ump or a ref, I, sometimes players, you know, kind of push the bounds a little bit, and you have to kind of rein them in. I understand that, but it's not like. You know, it's not like they're getting all super physical in a game of basketball. You know what I mean? It's not like they're getting chippy in football. I mean, this this Barksdale sitting there giving with a crazy call. Is it Gomes? Gomes got out of his crouch, right? You know, thinking it was a strike. So he pops up. And he's getting ready to go, you know, walk back to the dugout. And then Barks, Barksdale thought it was disrespectful. And so, like, I mean, seriously? That's how you want to exert, you know, assert your, you know, Hey, See, man. that's the issue I have. It's, that, that's it's crap. World Series. Stop being a bitch. You're in that's the crap. World Series. That's crap. It's poor, it's poor, poor, poor. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think it's realistic at this point with, with high-level games, high-level moments, if the catcher's sitting there, boom, like that, that pitch was on point. They know. He's not selling BS. He, he's a professional, and they've been doing this since March. Come on. I did. I did love how uh, Gomes was like, "Oh, it's my fault." <laughs> I love that. Yeah, great, great oh, job. He's one hundred percent right. That was gar. Oh, that was garbage. My fault. Th- those things are garbage. And again, I you know if, if some of those calls change, I don't know how much it alters the series. Whether it was 
Oh, I can't. I can't remember the the dude's name, but that's okay. There, there were there were a couple of times where just some pitches where as where some batters were getting rid of it, like thought it was a walk or thought it was a ball, whatever. And you could tell the hitter was like, "Man, cool," and it was like, "Nope, sorry." <laughs> you know, it just happened enough that you could see the frustration, and I just think it's unfortunate. Again, I don't know how much it would have changed uh, the series had some of that been cleaned up, but as a viewer, it just come on, man, come on, dude. And don't sell us, don't sell us BS about it. If it's a, you know, if it's inconsistent, and it's a, it's clear to the players and clear to the viewers at home that the umps are getting in the way or the refs are, refs are getting in the way of the game, you have a problem. Absolutely. Period. Um, as far as the 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 Trey Turner deal, I did find this one video that made, that really made me laugh. When you have a thousand tabs open, it takes a minute. Okay. So this was, uh, this was like some random like Twitter video. And so, um, a couple of, (laughs) I guess a couple of, you know, people were having some fun with it. And so they looked at all the camera angles. They tried to do some lip reading and then they took a little bit of creative license to fill in the things that they believed, uh, Trey Turner and Martinez and the umps may have been saying and or thinking in this moment, in this in the seventh inning, when Turner got called out for impeding the throw, uh, and I just I, I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but I thought it was fantastic. At John Boy uh, underscore, uh, this is this is where I got the tweet on for the win, uh, but I thought this was great. Buckle up, we got a wild one. Trey Turner with the swinging bunt in a one-run game of the World Series, an elimination game, trying to bust it down the line, gets there, the glove hits his body, he goes to second. Ump says nope. You're out. You got in the way. Got in the way of what? All I did was run as fast as I could, as straight as I could. Bullshit. Hell are you doing? That's bullshit. Bullshit. He ran right out of the fucking line. (laughs) Uh, He ran right to the bag. And you know what? Dave Martinez is right. He ran as hard as he could, as straight as he could. The swing takes him to the left. He corrects himself. He never makes an egregious movement left or right. Runs right down the line. Wait till you watch. Wait until you watch. Wait until you watch. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm not going to want to watch this, am I? So what happens is it's not a reviewable play because the MLB is ridiculous and you can't review plays even though you have so many replays. It's a judgment call. So they're like, fine, fuck that. We're just going to protest it. But they're like, we don't know if you're allowed to protest this or not. We have to call New York and find out. Meanwhile, Trey Turner sees Joe Torre in the... I love this part, by the way. Joe Torre's out there with a head down on the attack singer. Who knows what he's trying to do? (laughs) Crowd. He's right there. Just ask him. Delay. (laughs) Just ask him. Trey, you might not want to, wanted to say that. They say out, which I don't even get. They can't protest it because it's a judgment call. So now they're just fucks, fucking horse shit. <laughs> anyway, Rendon. I love every time they go to Martinez, they're just dropping F-balls. <laughs> <laughs> Rendon steps up to the plate, makes this all go away with a two-run homer. He nearly shits himself while rounding the bases, full of excitement, a Houston native. Look at that. David Martinez was like a boom. Motherfuckers. <laughs> and then in between innings, he's going to still yell at me. You wait until you see. Um says, oh, I saw it. He ran straight to the line. He giving him an earful, and the, that guy probably said, you got to calm down. He said, oh, you got to calm down. You got to calm down. Fuck you. <laughs> Look at Chip, Chip Hale getting straight up bullied. Like, you calm down. Hey, I could probably, I don't know. He throws another fuck you their ways right here. Fuck you. And then he goes, 
fuck are you looking at? And he throws him out of the game, out of the World Series game. Chip Hale's not having any fun at all, getting his shirt ripped, getting beat up right to the spot. Old Man Ump is getting scared now. He's like this. Old Man Ump is getting scared. <laughs> it's scary. And that's the end of it. I mean, that's the end of it. And that's when Martinez gets ejected fucking wild. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I, I get that, that that Trey Turner call could have gone either way, but it just Mark, felt like that the, the home run was karma. The, was the karma. Home, the, yes, the, the home run it just did, felt like did, it was karma. But that bailed, that, to me, that bailed MLB out of an ugly... Oh my! I mean, God. in the World World Series, in that moment, to make mm-hmm. that call that mm-hmm. way, come on, man, Mark. I right. know you've been giving me baseball lessons. How in the hell do you even rationalize what that was? No, I mean the, the, the only thing that I'll say is that I get where I mean the announcer started trying to I think not rationalize it, but 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 just kind of saying that yes, players are kind of taught if it, if you think it's going to be close, like the way the you know the, the ball's going to have to be fielded you, you want to try to get in the way of it because that yes. at least you know cause potential for there to be a dispute but again i you know taking off the you know i needed one of the astros to win <laughs> you know uh hat glasses all the my, my astros uh please win gear um he ran a straight line he didn't he did not do anything to be aggressively outside of the line either way he, he was inside he, I, I just I don't know what else he's supposed to do and so I mean I obviously was was you know in the moment rooting for it to be upheld and, and you know wanted it to stand but yes as a as a baseball fanatic and, and especially if it were my team I, I would be so just just absolutely baffled as to how they're trying to justify that, you know, that that's just, again, if there's, there should be so much to be said for like the spirit of the rule with so many things. I'm getting tired of in baseball, like the, you know, the, the new rules where, you know, they can challenge a a tag. And if somebody's, you know, foot hops off the bag and like second base, you know, for a millisecond and the guy still got the tag on him that he's called out when he's just slid past the bag, just, just by like a half inch. I hate that kind of stuff. That to me, that's so against the spirit of what baseball should be. Uh, if if Trey Turner, you know, in that regard, if he had like drastically like swerved to avoid something, or or you know, just blatantly like done something to get in the way of the throw, absolutely, that's that's what it's supposed to you know be in the spirit of. He was straight as a freaking arrow. Like that's just uh, as my and he beat it. He beat it. You know. Yep. Whoa. Wait a second. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is not a Weird Al song, but he did beat it. Yep. <laughs> or yeah, Michael I, Jackson, I, for that matter. It's not eat it or beat it. That sounds even worse. <laughs> <laughs> just keep digging yourself that hole. <laughs> We've gone from eating out to eat it or beat it. This is the, woo, yikes. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Yee. Shannon. <laughs> I could not fit one more thing inside of me. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Randy. Hey <laughs> All right, go ahead, Randy. What were you saying, man? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it, watching watching that play, I, I don't know. It was just, it, it was crap. 
And go, to go back to the whole uh, strike zone <laughs> thing, I'll agree with all of you. Those umps were all over the place with that thing. And it wasn't just the World Series. It was the entire playoffs. It was just like like Mark was saying, oh, look, this thing is six inches at least outside of the box. From what hey, now. Oh. Hey, Come now. Oh, it's a bit outside. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I get it. I get it. It's all judgment calls. It's all there's like Mark was saying. There's a human element to baseball. It's always been there. But yeah, you can't just have ridiculous calls like that. You just can't. It, yeah. it really detracts from the game. It really almost makes you think the umps are playing favorites when they're really not. They're just trying to show that you know they are the end-all be-all and that's just not how it works yeah and, and i guess you know to me when you when you go back and you watch that particular play right it, the throw was crap it was a peacock it was i mean it was a bad throw it was a garbage throw you know i, I hope i don't mispronounce it it was, a, it was a guriel guriel how do you pronounce his name anyway the first baseman had to reach in the baseline to attempt to get it right yep you know guriel, uh, guriel. <laughs> All right, thank you. I was hoping I didn't butcher that. It's been long enough from the world. It's not like football where I've, I've, I play fantasy football. I don't play fantasy baseball, right? So it's like <laughs> the names start blurring together after a little while. But I mean, it, it, it's 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 like it's like Turner's catching heat and you know getting dumped on because that throw is crap. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's one of those things where it's like we'll throw it at the runner and see if you get the call. But not in the World Series, dude. No, not when it not when it feels like he beat the throw anyway, and he had it anyway, and it was a bad throw, and Guriel had to get, reach in the baseline to get it. It just, it, I don't know. It, it just, it the spit. Some people will argue the technicality of it, but to me, in a situation like that, the context matters, and if you feel like the spirit of the rule is being violated with a bad play, then it's frustrating. It's the same thing with the strike zones, right? It's, I mean, it's just the same thing with all of it. If you feel like the spirit of the game and the feel and the vibe of it, the context around these calls being made, the context around the flow of the game, that's where people get bent. We understand that there's human error, right? That's okay. You're not going to be perfect. People don't expect perfection. Well, some people do. But realistically, fans understand it's not going to be perfect. But be consistent. Don't make an egregiously awful call. Stop setting yourself up to get bailed out by replay, particularly when you have to slow frame it. And I, I will say I'm I'm okay with replay, but I do dislike when they slow it down where it's absolute frame by frame and there's one little split second of something that they go, okay, well, we couldn't do that real time, but F this guy for this one. Potentially, maybe it's close enough, meh, kind of thing where they slow it like ultra slow speed, frame by frame the thing to death. Like, yeah. You know, to me, if you if they couldn't see it in real time and you can't tell in real time, or maybe NFL film speed, right? Maybe it should be NFL film speed. That that should be as slow mo as you get. If you can't figure it out at three quarter speed, too bad, <laughs> too bad. If you got to go absolute frame by frame, man, maybe that's just overkill. But it's the spirit of the rule and the spirit of the game that is to me where it's really frustrating. And that felt like a like a, just a, a bad moment. It violated the spirit of the rule. And I know some people will argue it was technically correct. I get it. I'm not hating on them for arguing a technicality. But it does feel like it violated the spirit of the rule. And mercifully, 
mercifully, Rendon, you know, crushing out that that two run homer, you know, bailed him out of it and got yeah. both the Nats and MLB and those umps relatively out of that. Because you you would you would hate you it really. I mean, we were talking about earlier that you know about the 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 ratings were, were so poor. Yes. And, I mean, I look at that and I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm like, yep, yeah, y'all missed out. I mean, for anybody who wasn't tuned in, if you're a baseball fan, you didn't watch because they weren't like the standard big market teams. They didn't have the big market draw or you pulled to something else. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the hell of a series. I mean, the the amount of times the Nats came back from the brink, um, it, it was a super entertaining series. Even, I mean, some final scores were a little lopsided, but even most of those games were really competitive for a long stretch. And then for big parts got, of the game, maybe one, 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 inning, one inning or got away late. Um, but it was a phenomenal baseball series. And, I mean, obviously, for the most part, anytime you go seven, it's going to be a great series. Uh, but it was super compelling on, on so many levels. Um, I don't think anybody can look at the Astros and be like, you know, they, they choked it away. I mean, they, they, they played a hell of a series. Um, guys like, I mean, I, I'm such a huge Springer fan. He's... Yeah, him and Mighty Mouse, uh, Altuve. I mean, they're just so much fun to watch. Springer's just got such a quick bat. I mean, some of those balls he, he blasted are just incredible. Hey, now. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, Blasting balls. Springer's got a fast bat, huh? Yeah. Dude, uh, side note, Altuve is Oh, wait, wrong, ju- wrong yeah, Springer. Yeah. Sorry. Altuve is a freaking machine, dude. Yeah, he is. God he, bless. He, he just – he can cover – I mean, he loves those high balls, but he can cover low, too. He can cover – Damn it. Justin, you gotta do it. Come on now. Hey now. Come on, D. I did it it twice in a row, so (laughs) You said (laughs) balls. But they are who we thought they were. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase for the, the 12 year olds in the room um, he can cover the top of the zone and he can cover the bottom of the zone um, high he, balls he just, he, he... and the low balls <laughs> you, see I'm trying to god damn it um, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark how do you fuck yes. that up <laughs> how do you fuck that up <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. Now go back. Go back. I don't, I don't. I don't. No. Shannon got us going on a ball tangent. Go figure. Dude, dude has r- ridiculous plate coverage, and um, he's just one of those guys. I don't really know where you pitch him. I mean, he, he definitely favors trying to get that you know quick. Yeah. I mean, he he loves swinging first pitch, and he loves swinging at the uh, at the the high pitches. Um, obviously, I mean that was you know when he um, when he won the series. Um, Against the Yankees, I mean that was exactly. I, mean, I still, I, I, I almost felt bad for the Yankees for a moment, but I mean it was uh, what's his name, Paxton or whoever the reliever was that came in and served it up. Uh, it wasn't Paxton. I, I can't remember who it was, but oh, first... Chapman. Oh yeah, who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Chapman. Yeah, Chapman. Yeah. against Chapman. So, but the <laughs> wasn't there a game before? I don't know. What, what I'm thinking of, but. But yeah, I, so I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of the earlier one when it was a, a white pitcher. Oh, uh, Paxton. I remembered Paxton. Yeah, earlier in the series when uh, was it Bregman that knocks in, that, that got the the walk off. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. I'll against Chapman and that, that look in his face that I'll just never forget. Uh, that just felt so glorious. But I mean, it's like he, he just didn't believe he couldn't. Oh, he couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I mean, he just yoked it. I mean, he just crushed it. And that's what he does. I mean, and I, and I just love that a guy that size. I mean, he's not intimidated by anybody. And I mean, he he, he he's swing too swing happy. And there was one, I have one key at bat during this. The, well, not Roberts, not just one, but one key at bat. I remember where uh, I, I think it was. He came up with uh, 
one out and runners on second and third. I think it was that, that game seven, and he was just too aggressive and he struck out, and that was that was crucial and that was really bad. But anyway, some things I like about the Astros. But I think I was just gonna say that like it's fascinating that like baseball. I mean, I haven't been around for so long. There's still so many times you can see things that you've never seen before. Yes. Um, because it's just such a can be such a random game at times. But uh, I guess really I just want to echo echo your point that you're so right that there's just times where anybody who cares about and understands baseball can understand that there should be a clear difference between a strict rule book call and a spirit of the game. You know, decision, and uh, I know I keep harping on it, but it's just I feel like it. I, I, it drives me nuts these days seeing the the, the slide ones. A guy who you know clearly beats the throw, and, but just barely slides past the bag, and the guy holds the tag on the whole time. And you know, say they 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 call him safe on the field, but they go back to replay. On replay, there's a you know millisecond where his foot was off the bag, so they call him out. Yeah. That that's that's just not the way baseball is supposed to be. That's again, like you're saying, you know, re- replay being used for the wrong reason I, I i wish they would do away with that because that's just not what it's supposed to be um give me that nfl films three-quarter speed that's as slow as it should go <laughs> yes I, I completely agree i completely agree i think that would be a good way to handle it man yeah yeah screw it, it. Why not? don't go frame by frame you can do NFL, you can do nfl films highlight speed and yeah. if you can't figure it out in there that's it man that's it that's it that's it, that's it bro that's it. exactly <laughs> And they, they 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 definitely need to need to strictly inf- start strictly enforcing a clock on these replays because that that's that's another thing that's I mean especially when we're coming to you know playoff and World Series time yes um, it's just not fair to everybody out there it's not especially the pitcher and the batter I mean it's just nah uh, got, got, got to games, put a time clock on it wasn't one of the games like almost five hours I mean I know we're a little we're a bit removed from it but woo some of those things really stretched out bro. Yeah. Why do we have so many accidental innuendos in these conversations? Because it's because baseball is full of it. It, it, it really is, dude. Just, it's mean, full of balls and strikes. I mean, it's man. a yeah. bunch. It's a bunch of bags and balls. What are you gonna yeah. do, bro? Yeah. Not, <laughs> getting, I mean, getting some good wood on the ball, you know? Exactly. There's just too much of it. <laughs> I Snatching it up, you know? You just dropped a snatch reference. Oh my! How do I not have the hound? Hey, oh my gotta god! Have good snacks, I got, I got, I got to do this. I got, to, I got to do it, man. Hold on. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Here, here we go. All right. Um, I was gonna say, I, unfortunately, my my time to to part is coming semi near. I was gonna yes. suggest if if I could, um, two two requests for me would be if we can talk about, uh, uh, I guess the main like game seven, you yes. know, pitching or non pitching decisions that was, that, that was the next made. Thing. That's the next thing, brother. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and, I, and also, I would say a, a salute o'clock before. Uh, yes. Before All right. Well, but. let's let's do a salute o'clock. All right. Whoops. Let me not drop my phone on my keyboard and make my computer go crazy. Uh, so I am totally crushed now. Salute o'clock time for sure. Here's to the Nats and the Mystics and the Capitals, but not the Redskins <laughs> um, and not the Wizards because y'all are just disfun- y'all are dysfunctional garbage. Uh, um, but I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying an Evan Williams and Coke. The, old, the classic Mexico. That's the way to do it, man. Uh, and I was gonna, I was gonna break out that Dad Strength IPA, but I was afraid the the Crowler might be a little bit excessive tonight, um, <laughs> uh, particularly since I have a funeral tomorrow. So, uh, anywho, oh, and uh, uh, my my great aunt passed away. Sister married to Shawnel, and yes, Lord knows all the trouble I caused as a kid. I definitely needed a nun in the family to drop some extra blessings on me. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, so rest in peace, 
uh, Sister Mary DeChantel, man. I have some good memories of her visiting her in the monastery as a kid. 85. She had a good life. That's and great. she, she uh, you know, I've got a picture of her holding my mom when my mom's a baby. Uh, but she knew she wanted to be a nun from a young age. And virtually her entire life, man, uh, was wow. in service, service to the church. And, you know, that was her deal. A devoted life. She lived a good life. A little tough at the end, as usually happens with a lot of people. But uh, rest in peace. Um, I'm also, you know, hey, I, I, I hope somewhere in my family tree I got some Trappist, you know, is it the Trappist monks that brew beer? I need those guys. You know, there you go. That's what that's what I need, man. Uh, but I'm also enjoying a three-notched The Ghost APA, which if I get visited now by my Aunt Jane uh, after, <laughs> after that, then I guess that's an appropriate reference, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness! Bro. Sweet baby Jesus, whoa! That, that's funny. Yeah, well, you gotta have some fun along the way. She was funny, dude. She was very. She was a funny nun. By the way, I was at work and I was chatting with somebody, and they told me they have these calendars called. Uh, it's like nuns having fun, and you can totally Google it. These are like real calendars, and they have like nuns doing like random stuff. So like they had like uh, pictures of nuns skateboarding. And nice. out riding, uh, uh, what are those, um, not a surfboard, but the one where they're standing on the board and paddling around. I can't remember. Like a, wait, 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 board or paddleboard? Paddleboard. Nice. Yeah, they have nuns paddleboarding. I mean, some of them are really hilarious. They had a, bu- they had a picture of a bunch of nuns, like, uh, not burning heaters, but like, uh, firing up some, some cigars. I'm like, what? <laughs> you Smoking <know>. weed. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know about that. Cigars. Uh, medicinal, medicinal purposes only friend. Yes. Um, <laughs> although look, if, if maybe that's the ticket, Trappist monks can brew beer, right? And the nun should be growing the pot. Yeah. There you go. You know, maybe that should be the trade off. I mean, I think I remember I told you that, uh, you know, uh, my, old, my old spot, which isn't that far away. I mean, honestly, we moved, uh, obviously, to get much more space, but we're still, yeah. like, six, seven minutes from our old spot. Anyway, you know, uh, right next to where we lived uh, was a pot place that was uh, run by a rabbi, which I always thought was just fantastic. That's funny. And granted, you've run it for many, many years. Hoorah. Yes, sir. All right. We know what I'm drinking. What are y'all drinking? Uh, I'm rocking a uh, Rubens Brews uh, Autumn Harvest. It's mm. a Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Uh, it's it's quite quite tasty. Good. And there was a burp. Was that you, Mark? That was no, not. That was that was, that was, that Shannon. was me. That was me. Sorry about that, <laughs> Shannon. What are you What are you belching out in appreciation over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, double fists, and at this point, uh, oh, the... a fisting. Jesus, Shannon, slow your roll, brother. Well, are you? Are I've you, already finished are, off. Uh, Shannon, are you getting ready to fire other. up Todd's favorite beer? What was that? The Reach Around IPA. What was that? Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> Todd, Todd's. It's so funny. It was accidental. I saw it on uh, Untapped. It was a Reach Around IPA from a website or from a brewery, and I just I was like, "Hey, Todd, wh- when are you breaking this one out?" And, I mean, isn't a reach around the quintessential tap takeover? <laughs> oh my! I mean, the common courtesy one at least. <laughs> Yoke that out, baby! Ooh. From Rendon to Rendon, there you go. The reach around. Woo. <clears throat> anyway, that was disgusting. 
right. there was. I, and I won't even uh, <laughs> uh, mention Todd's retort to that one because that's even worse. But anyway, um, I enjoyed a Hardywood gingerbread style tonight. I would expect with a reach around there was Hardywood, yes. <laughs> well played, sir. And uh, D-Stat, the 2019 version, much better than the 2018 version. Mm, nice. So definitely have Matthew get you some. Uh, it's it's a it's good good stout this year. If any of y'all are available, I think uh, not not this weekend, but the following weekend, I think I'm probably going to be in Richmond. Mr. Schultz is running the marathon. I think uh, afterwards we might all go uh, go to Scott's Edition and might probably go to Hardywood or something like that. And hit up West Creek, dude. It's it's phenomenal on tap. I bought uh, I bought a bottle tonight from Kroger. Had it phenomenal. Beautiful. And I also had a South Street soft serve, which mm. is a porter. Out of Charlottesville, fantastic, Justin. Good old South Street. We never did do the uh, 151 run. We needed to get back together for that. Can we rectify that over Thanksgiving? True, true. I mean, twist my arm. (laughs) Dude, as long as we hit uh, Stablecraft Brewery, uh, dude, let me tell you something. That place is in Waynesboro. It's Uh on a farm. It is phenomenal. They had trash cans with like you remember the old kickballs th- those types of balls oh, yes yeah. i said balls <laughs> multiple times you, you so do like you do like they have 12 balls. trash cans six on each side for beer pong like life-size beer pong wow nice. that's just phenomenal it's so that's much a, fun that sounds Bring great me one of those chickens <laughs> yes Bring, they have free-range chickens hey <laughs> nice and they have different you can walk around they have uh, donkeys on the farm the donkeys actually came up to lily and me at one point let us pet them but they also have horses on the farm as well (laughs) and they do have times where you can have pints with the ponies and you can go drink in the stall with the horse that that sounds like a bad idea, dude. It, it does. That sounds like a real, real bad idea, man. It does. Ponies with the pints, but they've also started starting next week. They have like igloos set up, so like when it's really chilly outside, you can sit inside the igloo outside. That sounds like a fun time. I want to check this out. Yeah, it, it's it's in Waynesboro. I mean, it's it's off the beaten path. Great spot, great bruise. Are you back to the reach around again? The beaten path. <laughs> what? Yes. We're back to Todd. <laughs> the reach around. And speaking of which, Randy, what are you drinking tonight? Well, nothing as fancy as you guys. But, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, tis the season. Um, Jizz the, the season? Are we back to the reach around? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> hey, like, like the car said, I'm just trying to shake it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Justin! Come You're on, welcome. Man. You're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad I could help out. Anyway, okay. All right. All right. So uh, I, I let the wife go grocery shopping, and she brings home lining kugels, cranberry ginger shandy, which is obviously tis the season. So, mm-hmm. and it's damn, it's November. It's crazy. Can't yeah, believe it. Is. By the way, can people y'all can y'all stop bitching about Starbucks coffee cups? Y'all will be okay. Stop being butt hurt about some damn coffee cups, y'all. Uh, 
out of here. Call it Christmas yeah. cups if you want. Call it holiday cups. No one gives a crap. Dude, just, just drink get your, your coffee. coffee. Get your coffee and drink it. That's just, all you got to do. Just drink your coffee, man. Move hey, on. Justin. God bless. We have, we have a call from Peter Griffin. He wanted to weigh in on this. <laughs> yeah. There's only one thing that Peter Griffin's going to say about all these people bitching about that nonsense. If I can get to the correct tab, sir. And that's this. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? That's right. Accurate. Drink your coffee and shut the F up. Okay. Uh, real, real quick, before, before we get back to baseball, baseball. Um, just because uh, Mr. McGuffin inspired it. Uh, speaking of donkeys and our good friend, the donkey, Frank, good friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, not only is he finally officially back living in D.C., oh my God. Yeah, dangerous, he's <clears throat> living like less than a, like just over a mile from, from my new house. Uh-oh. Is there a cougar sighting over there? Are you safe in that neighborhood? I don't know. <laughs> It's 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 dangerous for for Maryland and for DC and for everything uh, all around. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. All the cougars, man, they're in danger. <laughs> they've been they've been alerted. Oh look, we we already out look look we have danger. a look we already know like if he ever shows up on a podcast, we know what Donk Song is. This is dedicated to the cougars, man. Exactly. <laughs> little Eddie, little, little, not not one of his big brown beaver, though that could be dedicated to Donk. <clears throat> I'm going, I'm going to Eddie Money. I'm going to Eddie Money. Take me home tonight. Yep. That's great shit. <laughs> What, do you want to go back to Winona's Big Brown Beaver? Oh, my God. It's quality. It's quality. Break out Kenny Loggins' danger zone, man. I mean, come on now. To ask and you sure. shall receive, brother. Damn, that was fast. That's what she said. That's hey, what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well. All right. Some cougars better watch out. Yeah. He <laughs> would love you, dude. <laughs> uh, damn, damn good to finally have the guy back. So uh, no, that, that that's great. That's great. That's great. Oh uh, yeah. So well, it'll it'll be fun to catch up and hang out and uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let, let, we know we got to get you out of here. So let, let's flip back to game seven. Um, look, this is a, uh, I know the final score is, is six, two, but in the seventh inning, in the seventh inning, um, it's a two, it's a two, nothing Astros lead, man. And Rendon cranks one out and Hinch ends up pulling Grinky, uh, after he walks Soto, but he's only 80 pitches in. So realistically in the grand scheme of things, we can, uh, you know, we can drill down and get crazy consumed by little itty bitty things, but let's go big picture view. Uh, obviously analytics is a big deal. Do you think this is a moment and some of this is revisionist cause you're looking back, but to have Garrett Cole ready and warmed up and to not bring him in, man, that's a lot of blowback, but in the moment, how, what was your immediate reaction to Hinch pulling Grinky, number one. That's the first part. And then if he's going to pull Grinky, why the hell didn't he bring in Cole? And did analytics do them in? So I, I would say I, I had no issue with, uh, no major issue 
with Greggy being pulled. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's a really tough judgment call. Of course, but but I, I, I would have been okay seeing him go on further. But I just understand that. I mean, every single pitch is so crucial, and you just think that we bring in somebody fresh. It's just I, you know, Grinky's had the best start of the season by far for him. Um, now he used used to be a super ace. Now he's a quality pitcher. Um, his last start, he was way more inconsistent than, than he really usually ever is. I mean, he's usually at least a, a strike thrower. He was a little over the map. His last start, this start, everything went gorgeously. So you're like, all right, he's had a great game. Let's just, let's just you know, let it be that and bring in somebody fresh. But you bring in Harris. And I'll admit, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Somebody else might. But, I mean, Harris had been used. The numbers just- aren't good. So, uh, but he just, he had been used so damn much throughout the entire playoffs. The, the, 12, the main, 12 times? D-stat. The main thing is, is the day before he gave up a home run in game six. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing, like, with the season on the line, are you going to bring in Osuna, Cole, or Harris? Yeah. I said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm bringing in Osuna or Cole. Thank you. Well, and I, 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 I say super strongly Osuna because I just you, you don't want to bring in a starter in the middle of an inning. Right. That that just that's there's just something that, that that's just not what they're used to and that's not their style. So to me, Cole Cole was not the decision right there, but Osuna was. Well, Osuna is because this. I mean, again, mm-hmm. you, you don't. I mean, none of the regular season stuff, none of the regular baseball rules apply anymore. And you're in Game Seven of World Series. Osuna doesn't need to close the game. Osuna needs to be in there at what you consider the most crucial point of the game is, and that clearly is it. You're you're clinging to a lead. You you need to shut this down. Bring in Osuna. Let him shut it down. Could could it have still gone wrong? Of course. But Harris, after what Harris had been doing, and to me even more so than the fact that Harris just hadn't quite been doing great, he'd been used so much. Dude was tired. Dude dude's arm was probably about ready to fall off. I just that to me is just baffling, and that's the part that I, I'll have a hard time uh, ever saying I agree with Hench on. See, and see, that's the thing I keep going back to, and obviously, again, we're a little bit away from Game Seven. I mean, they've had their victory parade, my God. Um, but anyway, in the moment, if you want to defend, if you go, okay, you're pulling Granky out, I, I'm okay with that. Not, well, not wanting to go to Cole in the middle of the inning is one thing. But the specific decision to bring in Harris, to me, I think invites the criticism because whether it's Osuna or somebody else in that pen, get him out of the inning and then give Cole a fresh inning. I think a lot of exactly. people would have felt differently about that. If your main justification is, even though you had him warmed up, is to not bring him in you know, in the middle of that, you want to give him a clean inning, fine, fine. But why, why are you sticking Harris on the mound, dude? Come on. You know, it's just one of those – It's the one thing I could think of would be that's what he's done all season long. And, like, Harris may have been his – Whoa. Good Lord. Harris may have been his guy all season long. Maybe. But at that – like, the night before, he gave up the home run. Like, like, I'm sorry, but – you're up two to nothing. You've been cruising. All of a sudden, you give up the solo home run and the walk, and the leading, you know, the winning run is at the plate. You bring in your your dude to shut that down. Yeah. Shut the damn you inning down. Bring in Osuna. Shut the damn inning down. You and gotta again, shut it down. And again, I'm happy how it turned out. Don't get me wrong, but 
shut the freaking inning down. And if you want Cole to come in, not in the middle of the inning, they, that was your opportunity. Yeah, have him start the eighth inning, and if he shuts it down one, two, three, that's who you're shutting it down with in the ninth. Mm-hmm. And then if if need be, then you bring homeboy in in the ninth at that point in time. But I, I think Osuna Miller, and honestly, you could probably start Osuna in the eighth if you wanted to, just to see if he could get one or two batters out. If mm-hmm. one of them gets on base, then you bring Cole in. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe, but we're just saying. I mean, you can you can go either way on that. I mean, what? that 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 right, right. You know, you could go Osuna in the eighth, not depending on how things flow, things like whatever the analytics say. Right. I, th- I think I think we all know, like none of us were none of us are like super like hardcore dedicated like analytics guys. No. That's, that's just not what any of us are. Like we are we are we're beer analytics guys. We're beer analytics guys. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just but, saying. But, but, no, I, I mean I'm agreeing with you, and I, I was just going to say that like I, I think there's there's a, there'd be a clear difference here between like yes, I mean you know anybody loses a game seven World Series, you could always say like well I wonder you know if this had happened Should've, what could have been yeah of course you're gonna have but that. like but but this isn't I mean this isn't just a like um, you know oh I just I I'd be curious to see what would have happened I just I truly think that I mean we're clearly all in agreement that like it just didn't make sense. It's 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 an easy. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say easy. None of the decisions are easy there, but it seems like a pretty freaking clear. Like, what's what's the benefit of bringing Harrison there versus? I mean, again, you. This is the absolute clutch. Like, you need this done right now. Why are you not going to bring it sooner? Why? why and, and ends. I mean. Uh, and, and certainly, I mean, you can still say the fact that I mean, Cole never that? saw the fe- they, Cole never saw yeah, the field. They never brought Cole in. What What are you saving him for? I mean, I mean he's, he's he's not he's not going to be an Astro. He's never no. going to be an Astro again. Yeah. Um, I'm no longer a member of the team. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was, was a pretty cold cold blooded. Uh, but I I I, I guess was that a, guess, hey, hey wait was that a Garrett cold blooded move? Uh, I will say. Just saying. Hey now. You should have a rim, rim, rim shot, somebody. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! You got one, don't you? You should have one. Todd might. <laughs> <laughs> Love Brandy shaking his head like. That. <laughs> like not gonna touch it. Nope. That's what she said. Shit, um. <laughs> should, should I even mention what Todd said at this point? Because. I, I think it's going to take this whole podcast in a direction that I, I, well, I, I don't think we all want to go. I don't point. know. We, we need to we need to mark, get Mark out of here. So it depends right, on Mark, road get you want to travel. But, <laughs> but I mean, look, look see, see, part of this, and we can talk about, and this is one thing that I, I, I will say I, I find fascinating about baseball is just the sheer amount of statistics and, like, random things that happen. And they'll have, like – you know, like like here's one, um, like Howie Kendrick, right? The first player with a home run in the seventh inning or later of multiple winner take all games of one postseason, right? Yeah. I mean, you just get all these arbitrary like statistics. And God bless Mark. Don't you wish you had put money down on a prop bet of 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 like no, you know, a team not winning a single home game in the World Series? What would the payout? So, ha- 
What would, oh God! I what mean, what would the payout have been I, I, on that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would love to know. Like, I should, I should ask a next time in Vegas. Ask a, a, a prop maker. I mean, but something obscene. I mean, probably, probably at least like I don't know a grand for every dollar you bet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, so, it, something obscene. It, it I mean, has it, to it, be it, completely. It's never happened before. No, in any of in any of the sport, any of the major sports that play series. So the NHL, the NBA, and MLB. It had never happened even through six games, let alone seven. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's, I mean, again, I mean, law of averages. I mean, that's, you're certainly, or at least I am, and I'm sure I'm not far from the only one. Right. Just thinking, like, game seven, come on, it's got to happen. The home team has to. I mean, so, hope the other day it means something, right? I mean, right. it's got to stand up. No, and zero. I mean, they're off to a 2 2 nothing lead. Again, I mean, something that, I, you know, um, y- y'all might touch on more uh, after I'm gone, but I mean, the, the the Astros had so many opportunities to tack on more early. That's yeah. another thing that I, I think because people are going to be so fixated on the pitching, which which matters, and I get it, and there were some questionable decisions, but the Astros should have. I mean, it's not just like they could have; they should have had probably at least four to five runs going in the later innings. And you know, that's just the kind of thing when you, when you waste opportunities like they did, well, it comes dude, back to bite you. How many how many people did the Nats leave on base down in Houston? Oh, for sure. I mean, didn't they score it, like it, it happened throughout the series? Correct for me sure. if I'm wrong, but didn't they score like one run in every single one of those games? Yeah, it, it was over <laughs> twenty. Total. I mean, it was obscene, yeah. dude. It was obscene, yeah. man. Oh, I, I thought I saw somebody say, "Well, you know, if if the Nats only score one run, they lose every game. But if they score more than one run, they win." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, thanks for that, yeah. bro." I, mean, I, I love how hysterical is. I mean, with the, all the elite pitchers the, the Astros has, you know, through through Game Four, who who was there? Like, I mean, just by the numbers, their ace who had the best start start. Jose Urquidy. I mean, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name sometimes, but I mean, Urquidy by the numbers had absolutely their best start. I mean, he was just at, just ridiculously shut down. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that didn't make any sense. Serious question series. for you. Serious question for you. Serious question for sure. you. There was a fun little conspiracy theory that the Nats held Scherzer out of game five versus Cole because <laughs> they figured they were going to eat that game, right? So they saved him for, like, for game seven. I mean, me, I, th- I thought about that sometimes. <laughs> it was it was such a weird turnabout. Yeah. And but then I mean that what what I mean I also started to get baffled, and I'm not far from alone on this. Baffled by in Game Six when they started to like have him warming up in the pen. Like, wait, are they going to use him in Game Six? Because they use him, he's not going to be able to start Game Seven. Are they seriously going to do that? Please do it. Like I'm, I'm just like I would love for you to do this because I'm thinking to myself the whole time like I don't want to see what's going to happen if you know this goes to Game Seven and Scherzer gets to start. You know he's they've clearly got the pitching matchup there. They, they've they, they've got the upper hand in pitching. Uh, this is so bizarre that it turned out this way. But um, so uh, no, I, I I can't actually believe it. But it's uh, trust me, it crossed my mind. Yeah, it was a it was a very such a weird turn of events. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> sounded pretty terrible. I mean, if it's you know, again, if he couldn't, if he was in so much pain, his you know wife had to dress him. I mean, that's 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 awful. Um, I get it, and and um, but then I mean, it, I kind of wondered if maybe the, what the announcers were saying was making sense in terms of why he was warming up in Game Six is because like if he's fresh enough to pitch right now, and I mean, who knows? I mean, the next day, you know, maybe he's gonna you know be in a shitload of pain again. So yes. maybe that was what they were considering. 
but obviously never came in. And, and I mean, for the most part, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he obviously wasn't, wasn't terrible when he got them out of, you know, got them out of several jams. He, he certainly wasn't his, his top form. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he got repeatedly getting them out of, you know, what situations where they, they should have tacked on so many more runs. And I just, I kept on saying to myself, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this lead and, and I'm enjoying the fact that it's, you know, staying two, two nil, but it should have been four, nothing, five, nothing, something along those lines. And sooner or later, if you waste those opportunities, it's just, it's always going to come At back and bite you in those big two. games. It's, it's sports. It's just yeah. it's sports gods are going to make it happen. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say what I, this tweet cracked me up because all, all the blowback for the, you know, Hinch and Cole decision. I like this this one tweet. It said, uh, glad A.J. Hinch is saving Garrett Cole's arm for the 2020 Yankees. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> that's helpful in the moment. <sighs> and and then uh, somebody said uh, that they retweeted the video of uh, Joel, Joel Embiid. Who did he get into the fight with Carl Anthony Towns? And they said, yeah. Garrett Cole to A.J. Hinch following the game after not being used in game seven. And they had those two dudes like wrestling around and fighting around. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was great, man. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. He, again, you know, I think the World Series, and this is, you know, I've said to you before, I get a little bit bored with regular season baseball. I kind of like the last month of the season. And I think I think the MLB playoffs are great. I really do. Because uh, there's so much intensity. The pitches mean more. The outs mean more. The hits mean more. It, it's very, very, very compelling. The regular season loses me a little bit. But I'm not a baseball diehard. The, all the strikes killed that out of me as a kid. But I do enjoy the playoffs and I thought this was a, a great ride uh, we can complain about certain things and obviously I do have some regional fan bias I'm happy with the outcome and it was a weird uh, you know I like a good story and I like weird anomalies and this the Nats postseason was both a fascinating story and a statistical anomaly it was crazy and I do think if people were like eh, whatever they missed out on some very interesting games. The, the final scores don't necessarily tell you the story of the game. You know, and so if you went to bed early, you know, you know what I did a couple of nights is I recorded the game and I went to bed and I woke up at like five in the morning and I watched the game. Seriously, because I, no, I appreciate that. you know, because I, I didn't want to have the game spoiled and I didn't necessarily know that I could, that I was, uh, you know, I wanted to necessarily stay up till two so I was like, well, I'll shut it down at, you know, 1130. I'll record it, shut it down at 1130, and I'll wake up, and I'll either finish it or watch the whole game. Does, does Logan have any interest in, in baseball with you? A little bit. Okay. That's good. A little, a little bit. So we, we watched some. Uh, he actually watched uh, – I was, I was flipping through some PTIs earlier tonight as I was writing some notes out, and he uh, sat down beside me while I was watching PTI, which was kind of cute. And he used nice. the remote, and he would pause it and unpause it for me. That's awesome. Nice. That's so, awesome. I got. I got a. He's got a. He needs some work on the thirty second skips. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> work. Work on that. He didn't. He didn't do so well on those, man. He didn't do so well on those. Okay. Um. So as we shut it down, let's big picture things. Number one, I mean, I know Strasburg opted out, but don't you think he's going to resign with the Nats? I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, money talks, and I, I, I was sure. reading. Uh, it sounds like the, the the Padres are potentially trying to get. I, I think both both Strasburg and Rendon. I think Ooh. I read. 
which would be ridiculous. But uh, I mean, obviously they they shout out a ridiculous amount of money for uh, well, you know, Machado. Yeah, it would be um, tempting to go home, but sometimes that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, um, I, yeah. My my gut says that, that, that Strasburg stays put, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, I if I could make one, I want to make excuse me. <laughs> I want to make one final comment about the playoffs and just uh, yes. yeah. I mean, any, anybody who didn't watch, I mean, just think about how many amazing individual moments we had. Kendrick and 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 Los Angeles. I mean, how just insane that was. I mean, again, I I, I would have. Nah, I was going to say happily, not happily because I hate the Dodgers, but I, I was so convinced <laughs> the Dodgers were just going to steamroll through the playoffs. Uh, that sure as hell didn't happen. Um, so Kendrick in L.A., uh, Mighty Mouse, you know, against Chapman, knocking him out. You know, World Series going to Game 7 and all the things that happened, you know, amongst that series, obviously, you know, not a single home team, uh, all that stuff. I mean, it was an amazing playoffs. So uh, I, I, I get, I genuinely fully get how some people are – turned off by, by baseball, and especially the regular season, but uh, I'm glad you, and I, I think more people should absolutely turn tune in for the playoffs because it does get fascinating. It's because every single pitch matters. The regular season is so lengthy um, for us diehards. Die I mean, I, I'll, I'll never mind watching a, a you know, regular season mess you know, from start to back, but I get how it's lengthy and how just some of it just seems like it doesn't matter because there's so much to be played. You know, if you're in April and May, you're like, well, I mean, you got so many more months. But playoff baseball is amazing. We got an incredible playoffs this this go rounds, and yeah. Um, yeah, here's to uh, Mets in 2020. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dare to but, dare uh, to dream, brother. Yeah. Dare yeah, to dream. Absolutely. Dare to dream. I don't know. I, I hope he stays in D.C. I mean, I, I still think there's got to be some compelling draw if it's Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin. I mean, that yeah. that's a hell of a rotation, and it would hurt to lose Rendon, who got, that guy always looked like he was totally just chill, didn't he? He'd make oh, a he, big. He's he's a mate. I mean, he's yeah. incredible in that. Yeah, he, he doesn't show emotion. I mean, yeah. I I know deep within. I mean, he's got a. I mean, I think he's dude's got a lion's heart. I mean, he's he's so locked in. Yeah. And I mean, some of his biggest biggest moments in the playoffs i think were you know times where he worked out walks because i mean i think there were times where i mean you know he wants to be swinging the bat but there were several times where i mean he worked out these super lengthy at bats mm-hmm. and uh took a walk and you know let uh let soto come up behind him and obviously soto uh for a dude that young I, I i hate to admit it but i mean he is scary good scary strong i think uh quality fielder but ah god he's good there's so many random numbers that pop up but i thought one of the stats with soto was that he was the youngest player to ever hit three home runs in a world series Um, and what's critical for him obviously is he finally he finally got to drink a beer (laughs) legally (laughs) super uh, so crazy i know finally (laughs) finally got to drink a beer legally Two drinks, <laughs> finally, yeah, good, good on him. Good finally, on him. finally, air quotes. Uh, yeah, but uh, look, here, here's some fun with numbers, fun factoids. So the Nats, the first team to ever win three winner-take-all games in the postseason, they won eight row games in a row, tied with the '96 Yankees. Okay, uh, they're the first team in MLB history to win five elimination games in which they trailed. Okay? Amazing, and they were five and zero in eliminate in elimination games this postseason. They had the best record in, in Major League Baseball from June 1st on. They are the first team to eliminate two 105-win teams in the same postseason. And they were 10-0. and Mark, you'll appreciate this, I think, other than that money you lost. The Nats were 10-0 in games started by Strasburg and Scherzer this postseason. 
And Stephen, and I've I put in quotes, Huggy Bear Strasburg, <laughs> was not only the World <laughs> Series MVP, but he was the first number one overall pick to win the World Series MVP for the team that drafted him. Uh, he wow. was all he was also the first pitcher to go five and zero in a single postseason. Five starts, five and zero record, one point nine eight ERA. Uh, Justin Verlander says, "Nice job, dude," because I think Verlander is zero and six in the World Series. Brutal, brutal, brutal. I, uh, side note: uh, Chevy gave uh, Strasburg a, a you know one of the new Corvettes. How awesome would it have been? If Strasburg had hopped in that damn thing and did some donuts in the shape of a curly W, that <laughs> that would have been baller, brother. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. But I, you know, again, the, the stats are interesting. The story, the story was great. Again, I don't, I don't have anything against the Astros. I'm happy they won the other year. Uh, if it was virtually any other team other than you know the Nats, I, I, well, and the Yankees, but if it, if it had been a lot of other teams, that that would have been cool, man. And I wouldn't have been salty if the Astros had won, because uh, I don't have a beef with them. Although the uh, there's obviously some baggage with uh, the pitcher story, but anyway, Osuna, Osuna there, there's some baggage there. But I, I just you know I love seeing the I love seeing the Nats celebrate when they were out at the Caps game, spraying beer, throwing hats, pouring <laughs> beer down oh. for fans below the box. Oh. I mean, you know, the Caps and and the Nats clearly, and I, I want to say Zimmerman's um, good pals with uh, Osh. Oh God, TJ Oshi. Oshi is is it Oshi or yeah, TJ Oshi, or is Oshi the guy that does the beer through the shirt celebration? Uh, yes and yes, yes and yes. I don't know, but but anyway, you know, clearly those two teams, not the Redskins, those two teams have a bond <laughs> and clearly are on good terms and celebrate yeah. each other. Not Dude, the Redskins. When I was watching SVP like on the Sunday night show, yeah. like. <clears throat> The cat, uh, the Nationals were at the Capitals game mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> they had the, Zamb- the Zamboni stuff and shirts off. Oh, and, oh chugging yeah, beers, shirts off on the Zamboni. Fantastic. Throwing hats onto the ice. <laughs> I mean, they were having a blast. I mean, they were they were having a good old time. Just, wouldn't be able to get wouldn't be able to get behind the wheel of a car, but they were having a blast. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. no, was that was that was great was to fun. see. Um, but it, I was gonna say, I mean, but yeah. Uh, most of my uh, you know, Nats loving friends, uh, all, all they they had to say about uh, Oshuna is, uh, "We're they were like we're we're so fucking glad they have him." <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> homage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Ovechkin, yeah. I, I think Zimmerman, I think Zimmerman and Ovi, or I don't know, but I don't know if it's Oshi or Ovi. That's where okay. I got stuck. But gotcha. anyway, those two teams are they're on, they have a lot of fun together. Clearly. Oh yeah, clearly, it, I'm, you know, celebrating <laughs> yeah. from the cup and then celebrating with the world. I mean, that that's great. That's yeah. great. And I mean, I mean, I, I, Zimmerman is. I think hopefully everybody is thrilled for him because I mean, he was you know the first first ever pick for the Nats. I mean, he's been there the longest. Uh, they call him Mister National. Um, I I met him. I met him once, which was super cool. I didn't know that he's a huge, you know, friend of uh, David Wright's. I met him at a charity event for uh, mm-hmm. that David Wright does every year in uh, Norfolk because he has a lot of family roots there for uh, Children's Hospital. And uh, I got to meet uh, Zimmerman uh, three, four years ago, and mm-hmm. he's super nice. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, they, they, these guys, as you said, I mean, as I think we've all kind of said, I mean, clearly such great team baseball, which, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, 
there's some sports that super, super need you to play as a cohesive team, and baseball is sure as hell one of them. And uh, these guys clearly did. I mean, on and off the field, uh, clearly got a lot of respect for each other. We're having fun with it. And I, I think in a, in, a, in, a, in a fun way, like, I mean, some some teams with their, you know, arrogance and show-offiness, like, it gets annoying. But, no, these guys are just having fun. I mean, the, the you know, comical stuff they do in the dugouts and all that, it, it just seemed fun. They, they clearly having a blast together. And, um, again, no matter what, like I said from the get-go, I mean, if they, if they were going to win it all, they were going to have to earn it. And they yeah. did with some just unbelievable performances, comeback wins. Um, so, you know, as much as a – much as it's still paying me in the end, I, I got to tip my hat. There you go. Well, look, man, I know you got to get out of here. We ran, ran way over your cut time. <laughs> Quite all right. <laughs> what are you going to do? But can <laughs> you say, believe we, we just spent – Look, bro, can you believe we just spent 90 minutes talking about baseball? Oh my I'm, pr- I'm proud of us. You know, to be fair, and I, I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so for the last time talking about baseball until next year. Yes. But, <laughs> but, but you're right. You're look, right. I, look, I got all these D stat lessons. You know, you did. and an you, insider. You've you done great, man. I'm proud of you. You shit wolf. Thank you for your support. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your support. <laughs> it's been uh, fun. But it's no, been it, fun. It, it, has, was a it, hell, it was a hell of a playoff. So we we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, no, it it really was, and. Somebody was talking about how uh, the Nats had some thing where if they can repeat next year, if fans save all their receipts from the stuff they buy in the stadium, they'll like they can buy that again the following year or something crazy. <laughs> I, that, that's an yeah, interesting good, promotion. Good, good luck with. That. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's mattress Mac level, but it is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but no, it was a great ride. It was a great ride, a great story, and I still think it's it's great for the region given. The ki- absolute killjoy shit show that is Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins. It's nice that there's other things, and we mentioned it before. And it's that whole idea of of regional bonding and community bonding. And I still love that one uh, that one fan that was interviewed on the news, and they were like, "Well, how long you've been a Nats fan?" And he's like, "Since tonight," you know. And just, <laughs> it's still funny to me, you know, because it's just it, it's it's honest, uh, right? But, but I, I just think people rallying up and getting together. That's one of the things that's really fun about sports. Uh, and uh, there's enough divisiveness and, you know, controversy and all this other crap going on um, that sports is a great bonding mechanism for, you know, a, a fan base that is just can be all over the place. And so that, that part is really fun, and I enjoy that. I, I, I still – they were an incredible story. It was an incredible ride. They had some ridiculous statistics. Uh, for any seven-game series to go the full seven games and nobody wins a single damn home game is still absolutely That's mind-blowing crazy. incredible. And, Mark, please, 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 see if you can get the odds from anybody on what that prop bet would have been. <laughs> I would love, yeah, out of sheer curiosity, I would me, love, me, me too. I would love I to know. Yeah. Uh, because it's got to be so astronomically high. You know what I'm saying? Like It just has to be completely ridiculous. It has to be so astronomically high that Cheech and Chong are impressed. That's how high <laughs> that is. You know what I'm saying? But look, man, let's, let's get you out of here. It's a shame we don't get to talk about the Black Cat game, but what are you going to do? Uh, but go get some rest. I'm glad you're settled into your new pad. Uh, hopefully we can get up there and hang out and chill. Yes, and yeah, Feel free to go. Yes. Feel free to get a full-size fridge because it's not just a fridge for you. It's a fridge for your guests. That's too true. Too true. Yeah. 
Look at that. Ooh. Bam. I, that's why we have three refrigerators at our house. <laughs> You're right. right. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, no, it's great to catch up. I know last week it was a shame we had the power outage. But load management, load management, we, we showed up and recovered tonight. We recovered tonight better than LeBron's hairline in that one picture. <laughs> you know? I know. Ooh, I'm just saying. Too soon. I'm just, <laughs> that was... That was a that was a low blow. That was a low, low blow. blow. <laughs> His hairline wasn't a low blow, but that was a low blow. Well, kind of kind of was a low blow. Um. <laughs> anyway, but it's great to catch up. Uh, Always. Final final <laughs> final thoughts on the World Series, and then any NFL walk off thoughts for you, and we'll do a piece and get out of here. Um, beautiful, beautiful, just so beautiful to see the Patriots just get demolished. Um. <laughs> That's that's that's. I mean, that's really all that last week was about, right? Um, (laughs) Thing of beauty. No, I mean Lamar Jackson is an absolute beast, and uh, I I I felt very good going in that game. That's the Ravens. It would have shocked me if they didn't at least push them. Um, And you know the Patriots did a decent job of you know making a game of it midway through, but uh, yeah, too much, too much Lamar, too much. you know, Ingram, I don't know. It was just, that was, that was a really, that was a damn impressive game by the Ravens. So, love getting to see that. And, uh, yeah, hope hope to uh, see the Patriots, I don't know, lose the rest of the way out. That'd be great. <laughs> that, that's a little bit much to wish for. I know, I they're, know. They're probably 13-3, uh, 12-4. I mean, uh, of I'd course. be surprised. If, if, not, if, if not better. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, no, that was that was again. And I, I expect that was... I was very confident that would be the game of the week. I think this week, um, Monday night should be a great one. Uh, I know Mr. Mr. Giles will be excited for it. Seahawks Niners. That's that's going to be real interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, good stuff there. And uh, baseball wise, again, just tip of the hat to the Nats um, and uh, hell of a series. And uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun seeing uh, what next year's like. You could have bought your fridge for your basement if the Astros had won. I know, right? What the that's hell, what, that's what That's why I only got a mini fridge. <laughs> Let's blame the Nets. <laughs> exactly. Damn it. Bastards. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, that's great, man. But, uh, look, we'll see if we can rally up next week. Uh, yeah. But it was great to catch up, great to hang out, and we'll see if we can do a 151 tour or, or go somewhere else, uh, yes. hang out, you know. Uh, maybe visit and hang out as as we watch Donk chase the Cougs. That might be entertaining, too, man. <laughs> Always entertaining, guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. But, look, uh, we're the sports where You can find us on, uh, obviously, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, a home feed on Podbean, a whole bunch of other stuff. Keywords are sports and brew. We know you love both. Uh, we certainly do, as is evidenced by some of the shenanigans over the course of any given podcast. That's for damn sure. Mark, go get some rest, man. We'll catch you, catch you a little bit later, brother. Appreciate it. Peace out, folks. Cool. Late. <laughs> yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. No tattooing reach around special needed. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the beer? <laughs> well, just saying. Not even the reach around IPA? This, this one's dedicated to Todd. Cunts. There you go. <laughs> I can see him now listening to this, just giving the finger, going "fuck yeah, you guys." Probably, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, my, my God, I, it's fun to celebrate the Nats, uh, and I'm, you know, I know it's a week later than we had intended it to be, uh, but that's just, you know, life happens. 
but uh, it's been fun. But now, now we're going to bat some cleanup on the NFL. Uh, I don't think we're going to really dabble very much in week eight. I think we're just going to talk about some week nine stuff and then, you know, have a little bit of fun and then just shut it down and, and roll on out. A side note, I want to thank the San Diego Chargers for uh, going ahead and chargering me uh, with the picks. I talked myself into that damn team uh, beating the Raiders, and they they did not. They rode uh, the Buttsuck Express at the end of that game. Uh, I want to say it went, I think early in the game, Phillip Rivers had like two interceptions and five throws or something. Uh, goofy. Uh, so kudos to the Raiders. I think that's their last primetime game at home. So under the lights. And uh, so good, good on them for getting that win, man. Uh, good on them. And uh, by the way, dear NFL, I know that the, the, the home field advantage for the Chargers has not been good. I understand. If you think it's bad now, move them to London and see how bad it is. Get the hell out of here with that. Just stop. Just stop. Jesus. God, hey, man, we can't have – we don't want to – we, we want to mess with onside kicks and kick returns for player safety, but we'd love to add more games and we'd love to randomly move a team to London. F O H y'all <laughs> F O H. Um, yeah, well, if the chargers did that, I know one thing's for sure. They'd be looking for a new quarterbacks. I doubt rivers would want to move that entire family to God, London. How difficult <laughs> would it, yeah. How difficult would it be for Philip rivers and his own personal football team to have to get get everybody reclassified, you know, and all the paperwork that would be involved for that. No thanks. No gracias. Well, and it was rage. Yeah, man. Anywho, I guess to follow up, and we talked very briefly about the Patriots and the Ravens, you know, we have this poll at work and it always makes me laugh for the Sunday night football games. And so the whole staff takes a vote on who they thinks, you know, who they think is going to win. And the Patriots were the overwhelming, like so many people took the Patriots. And I'm like, oh no, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Cause every time it's like super heavy in favor of one team, they've lost this entire year. <laughs> it's like, nope, not going to happen. Um, but yeah, the Ravens played a hell of a game. And I think first and foremost, you have to give the Ravens credit. Um, they did a great job. They had the offense, just the way they, the way they attacked the Patriots. That's kudos to Harbaugh and that team, the players, the coaches for getting ready and doing that and executing it. Um, the Patriots definitely had a little bit of a rough game, uh, but look, you can't simulate L- Lamar Jackson in practice, dude. It, you just can't. Uh, and so there are some lessons that rest assured the Patriots have learned from that game. Rest assured. And I'm not of the tinfoil hat NFL conspiracy theorist that says, well, Belichick threw the game and held a lot of stuff in reserve. I'm not saying they unloaded everything in that game. I don't know that they did. Uh, but I, again, I think you just have to give credit to the Ravens for showing up and balling out. Um, Patriots had some uncharacteristic mistakes. So when they jumped off sides in a field goal attempt early on, that was a little bit weird. Uh, James White tripping before he got into the, uh, you know, it looked like he was going to run in, you know, for a touchdown. Uh, trip trips falls down and then they have, you know, he's like down by like a finger or whatever. So they end up with a field goal instead of a touchdown. And then you have Edelman fumbling in the third quarter and Marlon Humphrey returns it for a touchdown to make it 24, 13, you know, I mean, there's just enough there. I mean, it, it was a great game by the Ravens. Uh, the Patriots had some uncharacteristic mistakes, but I think, you know, you just, you give credit to the Ravens for showing up, balling out at home, being ready, but rest assured, no matter how much you hate the Patriots, rest assured they took something out of that game that will help them should they meet yeah. again. 
and they will play they will play the Ravens differently should they face them again. But the Ravens still deserve kudos and credit. You know, that team rushed for over 200 yards. Lamar Jackson had some incredible moments, and you know they they balled out. And so you give them credit. You take your lumps with your loss, and you move you move on, <laughs> and you rebound. And the Patriots will be fine. <laughs> They'll be just fine. You don't have to worry about them. So, I I will say um, one of my favorite moments of the week was really the black cat. <laughs> just so goofy on Monday Night Football. And the final score is 37-18. Uh, Cowboys beating the Giants. But the game was really closer than that. It just it got away from them late and then... You know, the Cowboys got a strip sack fumble that they returned for a touchdown at the very end, which was disastrous for some betters and disastrous for some fantasy football players, which is a little bad beat. It's a bad beat right there uh, for damn sure. But obviously the black hat took the Twitter verse and everything by storm. I mean, my God, somebody made like, you know, uh, like a little NFL films about the cat. (laughs) I mean, it was really they had a great time with that. And every once in a while, something happens where just, you know, the land, oh, the interwebs has a great time with things, and it's just fun. Uh, number one, that was a beefy, hoss-ass cat. That was a big damn cat, dude. That that dog's been feasting, or that cat's been feasting on some rats or something, man. <laughs> a lot of nachos, dude. A lot of nachos, <laughs> a lot of beer. A lot of nachos, a lot yeah. of rats. That, that cat was beefy, queso. brother. Yeah, that cat was beefy. But I loved, uh, you know, I love the notion that the Cowboys uh, limit Saquon Barkley to 28 yards rushing. Uh, So he ultimately had fewer rushing yards than the cat. (laughs) (laughs) And one one less touchdown for what it's worth. Uh, But one of my favorite moments for that game uh, is the the Kevin Harlan Westwood one radio call of that. Phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he really has some great calls. Uh, He's got a great voice. And the timing for some of the things is just fantastic. He does a great job. And uh, just that moment, he did, you know, I'm just going to play it because I just think true, it's, I just think it's professional. Absolutely. Uh, it's just a, it's a great, it's a great call, man. And I would much rather listen to him any day of the week other than Booger McFarlane, rest oh, assured. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here, here's Harlan's Westwood One radio call. He's walking. He's walking to the three. He's at the two. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW people who get it now. A policeman, a state trooper has come on the field. And the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. <laughs> and the cat is elusive. Kind of like Barkley and Elliott. But he didn't know where to go. Look at, they're trying to corner him. And they got him in the end zone. There are state troopers all around this cat, which now climbs up into the stands. And the fans are running for their line. Now it goes back on the field again. <laughs> and it's running in the back of the end zone. And it runs up the tunnel. He went back for some beer and some nachos, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely. People who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. That's the, that's like the best part of that, dude. Oh, and, and it's a football life. That's what it was. That's what I couldn't remember. It's a football life with the cat. Just, it, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. <clears throat> he 
he's my least favorite to play against in the league. Winning the Heisman by a <laughs> unanimous vote, the cat had huge expectations going into the league, and boy did he deliver. The cat runs into the end zone! Yeah, uh, he's like really good at football. The feline would dominate the NFL Combine, <laughs> posting a record-breaking 2.8-second 40-yard dash. And almost threw my hot dog at the screen. Being such a natural talent, some scouts worried about his work ethic. Like somebody almost questioned his competitiveness, which was an absolute joke. But the cat only used those doubts as motivation. I got a chance to work out with him. I thought that I was in shape and I was going to be able to hang with him. I ended up throwing up in the workout. <laughs> He'll go down as one of the greatest players this sport has ever seen. Uh, I had as much fun coaching him as anybody I've ever coached. The cat of football life. I mean, you know, uh, kudos, <laughs> kudos to them for getting that spliced together and put together that quickly. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. That that truly was pretty awesome that they embraced the damn cat. Yes. <laughs> well, in an update, apparently the cat is still loose in the stadium. Mm. He is. They they tried to catch him to get him at home, and the juice is loose and the cat is loose. So. Yes. That is for sure. But the the cat was just fun. That was a fun way to wrap up Monday Night Football. That was a fun way to wrap up the week. It was a fun way to transition from Halloween. Uh, less fun for the Giants fans that were in attendance at that game, I guess, given the final outcome. But uh, uh, more f- uh, Just briefly, uh-huh. real quick, Justin, yeah. more fun for Golden State fans at this point in time. A little NBA Steph Curry out for three months with a broken left yeah, hand. That's rough, but I mean they they were going to have a tough season no matter how you sliced it. So some people look at it as rough. Some people look at it as opportunity to get a top five to top ten pick. It is. Well, they have to replace Durant somehow, don't they? They do. Just saying. So I don't, I don't think it hurts them too much. No, I, I, I think it's clear that uh, you know that this can be a season of transition, um, and obviously they had some team drama with Durant and some friction with Draymond Green and Durant, which I don't think anybody's really surprised about no. in any capacity. It's just funny to hear that actually be verbalized and be put out there now. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a, a tough season for Golden State fans, but they've been spoiled by a lot of success recently. So if this is going to be a down year while they wait for Clay to recover, now Steph's out. This is the year. You know, if, if you got to eat it and you hope you get a good, you know, good bounce with the lottery balls, so be it. So be it. Uh, Randy, quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the 49ers absolute throttling, was it Carolina the week before? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> which was insane, by the way. How wild was it to think? And Thursday Night Football gives you some weird stuff. For sure. But how odd was it that the 49ers Cardinals game on Thursday Night Football was that close, dude? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I was just like, oh, God, it's Thursday Night Football. This is not going to go the way I think it's going to go. And I was correct. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't bite on the trap and we were able to uh, keep the lead. But I was like, son of a bitch, not again. <laughs> but- Side note. I love the fact that I had the foresight to pick up uh, Drake, uh, but I, I, I bemoaned the fact that I did not have the foresight to actually play him against the <laughs> 49ers. So I was in that group of fantasy owners that I could see Drake have a phenomenal day 
uh, on my bench. Yeah, I would have lost anyway. Well, but still, well, what's, <laughs> what's funny is is that earlier in the season for fantasy football, mm-hmm. I was like, I got Breeze as my quarterback. Breeze has got the bye week this week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to draft Jimmy Garoppolo just because it's the Cardinals. Well, uh, looks like that paid off. That's for sure. Yeah, four touchdowns, right? Over 300 yards yep. and four touchdowns. First time since 2000, a 49ers quarterback has done that. Yeah, no, that was a hell of a game. It's a hell of a game. And, and, you know, Thursday night football gives you weird stuff at times. So you take that, you enjoy it, and, and you roll on. But um, uh, Case in point, tonight's game where we saw. <laughs> yes. Because look at what the Chargers defense did to the Packers, and then look what they did tonight. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, that was definitely one of the strange games of week nine. Uh, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> of all the things I would have expected, it certainly wouldn't be the, the Chargers being up 19 to nothing and the Packers essentially getting shut out in the first half for the first time under Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Not only did they get shut out in the first half, they had under 50 yards of offense, <laughs> which is crazy. It was crazy. That was three possessions. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers run game had been the big bag of fail and they popped off for a season of 159. You know, I I don't know that maybe that's one of those where this season, it's been like a team is, you know, they're sniffing themselves too much. (laughs) Maybe the Packers were sniffing themselves a little much. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came out after the game and said, you know, uh, this was a good slice of humble pie for us. We're kind of rolling seven and one and starting to listen to the chatter maybe a little bit too much. And maybe, maybe that's part of it. Uh, it was interesting hearing some, you know, chatter after the fact about, you know, the players had gotten there a little bit. Maybe they had gotten there too early and partied a little bit too much. Uh, look, y'all just got your ass handed to you. Uh, there's a lesson in that. Finished 26 to 11, but the Chargers handled them. And that was a surprise. Both defensively for Green Bay, but particularly offensively for Green Bay, and that's a credit to the Chargers, obviously, for playing you know good defense, but not what I think most people expected out of that game. Certainly not the treasure trove of Green Bay Packers fans that bought tickets to that game. <laughs> At least the weather was nice, I guess. You have that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a strange one. Uh, I would imagine they'll rebound. And they'll also take some lumps, take some lessons out of their lumps on that. Or at least well, they should. I, th- I think you could thank Al Michaels for that because on the Sunday night broadcast, they were, he was like, "Oh, Chargers at the at Green or Green Bay at the Chargers. Oh, that'll be eighty percent Green Bay fans." <laughs> and uh, Chargers fans showed up for that one. There were still a lot of cheeseheads in the stands. There were. But, uh, you know, Chargers showed up for that one. And, uh, you know, a little bit of humble pie never hurt anybody. Nope. It'll be, it'll be better I, for Green Bay. I think that'll benefit yeah. them greatly going yeah. forward. I hope so. I hope so. Speaking of games, oh, butt suck. Uh, the Eagles take care of the Bears, 22-14. And the Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> shit, show, shit show continues, dude. Uh, understand this. Um, in the first half, the Chicago Bears, they had... This is the result of their first half drives. Six punts. Six punts, dude. They had four drives with negative yardage. (laughs) They ran 20 plays 
that produced nine yards of offense. <laughs> God. <laughs> the, the Eagles were up 19 to donut in the third quarter. <laughs> and it's just that the Eagles' uh, defense is so atrocious uh, that uh, the Bears are able to claw their way back into that. But that sucked. Yes. Mitchell that Trubisky, sucked. thank you for making Turk Cohen no longer viable as a fantasy option. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Mid, uh, Trubisky actually just turned off this podcast because he doesn't want mm-hmm. that negativity going in his uh, locker no, room at this no, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, grow uh, a set, you pansy. Side note: That's a terrible look. That's a terrible look. Um, it's one thing for Sam Darnold to talk about seeing ghosts in the middle of a game on a football field in the heat of the moment. It's another thing for your starting quarterback, and I know Trubisky's young. I get that. But to sit there and talk about how you got to turn off all the TVs at the facility because they're saying bad stuff about you. Whoa, butthurt alert. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Dude, that's just going to. They're saying nasty oh, things about me. Dude, you're the quarterback of a football team. You're going to get piled on. You will get plenty of love if you play well. But when things aren't going well, you're going to get piled on. That's the nature of playing quarterback in the NFL. It's just what it is. And complaining about that, that's a bad look. Whether it's fair or not, people are going to go, oh, he's soft. Oh, these things are getting to him. Oh, adverse impact on you know his mind on game day. Dude, you got to tune that noise out, man. Yeah, you can't be got to. listening to that. Mm-mm. And on top of it, the NFL defenders are watching the same programs, and if they learn when they once they learn this stuff, what are they going to be you know spewing at them from across the line, every down? They're going to pile it on. It just to me, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. God, is this going to be Ryan Leaf 2.0? No, I, he's got no. Ryan Leaf had <laughs> bad attitude. Ryan Leaf had a lot of bad attitude. Horrible sure, attitude. But, yeah, he was no Trubisky. Maybe hasn't developed as much as we thought he may have from the time he was drafted to now. But I mean, Ryan Leaf, dude, that's a whole other level, brother. That's like self destruction. I'm just talking about the failable. meltdown aspect. I'm not talking about the actual yeah. assholeness part of it. Okay, but. okay, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's reached that level. But it's a little too much sensitivity. Yeah. I mean, you can't be running around the the, the, the facility being like, "No, we can't watch TV because they might talk bad. They might they <laughs> might hurt our feelings and talk badly about us. <laughs> they might hurt our feelings." No, you can't do that, bro. That's a it's a bad, bad, bad look. Look, own your fails, own the games you've lost. Can't do it. Work, to, yeah, work to improve. Can't ta- listen to and, it live. And take can't your, do it. Take your lumps, dude. <laughs> It's okay. Take your lumps, bro. But don't do that. Don't but do that. But I won't do that. Oh, Is that God. meatloaf? But I he won't. Would do, <laughs> yes, and I believe the story I believe the story was he would do anything I for love. I would do anything he, for wins, yeah. but I won't do that. No, won't, won't do that. Nope. Won't do you got to break out some meatloaf at this point. Really? You want meatloaf? <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. We want it. All right. Hold on. It's got to wake up. I really ought to upgrade the hard drives in this thing. Come on, Ma. We want the meatloaf. Here you go. Hold on. <laughs> what? 
Come on. <laughs> Swear. What the hell? This doesn't seem to be an official video. Sounds like someone's stomach. Wins. But you know, allegedly, this is about uh, anal. Yeah, it is. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe he should have been doing an electric slide. He could have double dipped. <laughs> it. Does, does that count as the truck stick? Is that like in men? Is that the tr is, is that this the fuck stick? Is that how that works? <clears throat> I've heard of the boot scoot boogie. Is that the poop shoot boogie? How do you <laughs> say it? You won't do that. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks. This is your fault, by the way. As the rocks once said, you're welcome. He would. He won't do that. Actually, I have received several requests from our listeners at this point in time. What's that? That we would break free of this shenanigans. Oh, wow. Well, I thought you were going to be like, well, maybe Meatloaf should <laughs> let it go. <laughs> oh, boy. I misspelled let it go, but it still found it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 by the time I'm, I'm two mixed drinks and a couple of beers in it, I think I spelled let it op. <laughs> <laughs> let it operate. Who cares? Let, let it op. <laughs> it didn't care. It didn't care. Still got it done. Uh, anyway. Woo. Okay. You get tanked on a Thursday night. Slash. Yep. You know what? What? It is a Friday morning. It is. Oh, yes. We, what? we, we need to raise a glass. A raise a glass and RIP to John Witherspoon. To the spoon, man. The for about 35, 45 minutes. Somebody open the window. <laughs> How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> That's right. You drink up all the milk, don't care what kind of milk it is, you don't care. 2%, 3% buttermilk, patent milk, pull the cow in a patent milk can, I bet you eat that too. Every time I come in the kitchen, you're in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator, eating up all the food, all the chicken, all the pig feet. <laughs> oh, they cut that one short. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. That's the beauty of it. I grab a dog, and I choke him, and I, I kick the shit out of him. And I, and I, all day long, I foot up a dog's ass. Just bang, bang, bang up his ass. <laughs> what happened to you? Got bit in the ass today, son. 
Stacking ass Billy Dog. You should have Not the way it is. You kids today are nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. He was oh. a great character. I, 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 I bet his comedy shows were an absolute riot. Wasn't he at the Funny Bone sometime within the last year? I, I, I think so. He's been at the Funny Bone before. Yeah. And I, I'm kicking myself for, for not for going. not going. Yeah, I, I, I bet his comedy shows were were hilarious. Yeah, um, I'm kicking myself for not going at this point. But God, man, mm-hmm. just. I did realize he was in his seventies. My gosh. Well, I mean, how long ago did Friday come out, dude? It's been a minute, bro. He wasn't exactly a spring chicken when that came out. (laughs) Dude, let me tell you, let me tell you something, man. I I knew nothing about Friday till Lindy was like, Hey man, come over to my house, hang out Mm -hmm. or to my apartment, hang out. I was like, okay. And of course, it's on a Friday, and he throw. Of course, at this time, VCR. Oh yeah. Friday in. This this is how old we are, and uh, you know we're watching Friday, drinking a few. Oh God, what the hell were we drinking at that point? <sighs> you know how easy stuff is now. You like, oh, let me pick this movie and stream it. You know what I'm oh saying? my gosh, it's oh, so Lord. easy at this point. You can use one of those movie accounts. Uh, uh, but I forget you know, what it is, man. You can link all your accounts. You got it on all your devices. <laughs> it's it's so different. So funny, but Lindy, you know, Lindy, our guy. You know, uh, first time I saw Friday was at his place. Uh, he took me the first time I ever went to a Hooters. Mm-hmm. He took me to a Hooters. So, you know, Lindy, Still a great soundtrack, Lind- by the way. Lindy re- uh, led me down the Primrose Path at this point. <laughs> but yeah r.i.p john witherspoon man just absolutely just a dude funny funny guy and um one of the good dudes and there's nothing else i could say that's all good rest in peace friend we're gonna raise a glass to you yes and some of those absolutely. great lines Seriously. and I, we're talking about friday but he was in a ton of other stuff um uh, but the friday that's the soundboard i found it's dominated by friday Friday lines, but uh, great, great actor, and uh, that's a fun legacy. And believe me, that movie, even though it's a little bit dated, there are some movies that are quintessential and will like they, you know, you can watch them twenty years after the fact, thirty years after the fact, they're still relevant. And Friday is one of those films that, you know, I, I've got a ways to get my kids are three and five. Believe me, I'm not watching Friday with them this week. Okay, but eventually it's going to be a hoot to watch certain things with my once my kids are old enough. Friday's definitely on the list of you know what I mean. And a side note, still a phenomenal soundtrack. Oh my gosh, yes, phenomenal soundtrack, phenomenal. So yes, tip of the cap, awesome. raising a glass, rest in peace, friend. Thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the memories. Mm. At least you haven't watched Scary Movie Two with your kids. Uh, no. Good job. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Good job. So Alcohol I definitely was involved. So I, I have, uh, one, yes, <laughs> I have one game that I labeled as the battle of the butt sucks. Can you guess which game that was? Um, I think that would be the dude seeing ghosts and the, the beard. 
Yeah, it was Dolphins. Yes, that was, the, that was Dolphins. Yes, yeah, the, the battle of the butt sucks. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way, threw three touchdown passes, which is still crazy. Um, but what's funny about this to me, they showed a scene of Adam Gase on the sideline, and there was nobody around him. It was like he had, you know, dropped noxious gas, and everybody gave him like this wide berth of fail and just stayed away from him. Uh, it's rough. The Jets are bad, dude. The Dolphins are a mess, but they at least seem to be figuring out an identity, right? They're not there yet, and they've obviously had some roster turnover. They're not good. We know that. Uh, the Jets, I think most people thought would at least be decent. They didn't have the hype that the Browns had, and Lord knows the Browns have clearly underperformed expectations. It's not even remotely close. But the Jets are awful. And I don't know how uh, – people are talking about Freddie Kitchens getting fired, but how the hell does Adam Gase not get DOS boot? He, he's not coming back for a second season, I don't think. Right? I don't know, man. Jets management, I I couldn't tell you. It's not like they got a Willie Taggart buyout they got to do. <clears throat> Just saying. Yeah, the battle of the butt sucks. Dolphins, Jets. Good job getting that first win, man. Good job to y'all. Um, good job. Good, good job. As far as the Browns, man, I don't know, dude. Uh, the Broncos are a, a virtual dumpster fire. And I don't know how on earth the Browns end up eating ass against the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I, I think most people figured they got way too much summer love, way too many press clippings. Um, and all this talk about what they could be in their upside. And they've been largely atrocious. I mean, other than that outlier game where they took, you know, they beat Baltimore, which in retrospect seems amazing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're two and six, <clears throat> bro. And they're absolutely on the fail train of offseason expectations and letdown. That's where they're at. It's bad. I mean, how do you, hey, Browns, how do you lose to a quarterback who's never stepped foot on an NFL field before? Brandon Allen. I mean, he didn't look horrible. He didn't play great, but God bless. He did better than, than uh, Mayfield did there. Mm. Yeah, you know, well, someone someone who had to go in and shave a second time just because I don't deserve Three times, bar. by the way. He shaved three times. That's just it's crazy. Yeah, I love that. So the, uh, Baker Mayfield said the handlebars were a good luck charm, and he didn't deserve them anymore. Deserved to wear them. <laughs> It's pretty weird. The Browns, we knew they were going to be a compelling follow. We weren't sure how good they were going to be. I thought they would be better than this, however. I did. But, no, they're full BSC. They're full Bloodsock Express. 100%. Without a doubt. All that talent, but it seems like there's just no real leader. It's just a bunch of individuals who have no direction. Yep. That might be a reflection in part of what the, the team's current construct is, as well as just, you know, maybe Kitchens as a head coach. Now you've seen all the rumors about, you know, potentially Kitchens getting fired in season. I don't know that that's the right answer, um, but I'm I'm not convinced that Kitchens is, is the future for anybody. You know, I mean, it's the classical. Some people are just better as OCs. I, I, I think you're about right there. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I think we got... I think we kind of thought that a little bit at the end of last year, mm -hmm. like 
I, I think we liked the hire, but in the same respect, we, we also had the reservation of, Correct. yeah, he's probably better off as the OC. I mean, it yeah. works for Norv Turner. It does. It's it's working for Josh McDaniels right now. Mm-hmm. So why not go back to being an OC, and even if it's not in Cleveland? Sometimes. Same thing for Adam Gase. Go back to being an OC somewhere. Let you know. Let someone else be a head coach. Right. I mean, sometimes you're just out of your depth. It happens, and it's okay. You recover. You figure out what you what you need to do, or what you need to bring, or you know what you need to work on, and then you try again. Yep. I'm gonna take another sip, brother. Mmm. <sighs> Mighty good. The battle of the butt sucks. Dolphins, <laughs> Jets. So legit. Um, speaking of butt suck, I want to thank the Redskins for losing 24 to nine against the Bills. That was great. AP had a phenomenal first half and then was trashed in the second. Haskins wasn't an absolute dumpster fire, but he's got a long way to go. He is definitely not there yet. They didn't really give him a lot of throws that were too difficult. So it was he? He didn't make a lot of mistakes. It was just you're going up against <clears throat> a team who's clearly you know a few years ahead of where they of where the redskins definitely are most teams are at this point unfortunately but i don't Damn know it, i think Kyle's. haskins did okay i think I, I mean i think haskins did okay but he was all right he's, he was all right I, I mean i and i like the idea of sticking to the running game but you got you got to put points on the board that's you, you can't just run AP so he can catch and pass Peyton and then be, you know, and then that's it. That can't be his whole season. They left a lot on, yeah, they left a lot on the table. So, man, this beer is tasty. (laughs) Three Notch 40 Mile IPA. Shocker. I switched to another IPA. I'm sure that all of you are like, no, really? What? (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Molly, Molly's the uh, bar by me. Mm-hmm. Molly's Blind Dog Brewery has a Bear Bandit IPA. Yikes. That even I can drink. Mm. There's some tasty beer there. Must be there a mild IPA if you're crushing it. It's very mild. So may not be your speed, Captain, but I can actually drink an IPA at this point. So. Kudos. Progress. Progress. They do have a double on tap that I think you would like, though. Maybe we need to pay them a visit, friend. Just saying, man. You know, pretend like one of the kids is sick on Saturday or, you know, there's snow coming and they have to stay home and you can come over to the house and watch the game and, (laughs) you know, skip the dad duty stuff. Love, love your optimism. I know. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, you know, freaking Todd has to work all day Saturday. And, Boo. You know, Randy and I may just hit up Trapezium again, you know? It's... Look, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be leaving me out of Trapezium a second time. I'm just saying, you know, like, I will offer Sarah a bribe for you to come down. You are going to get some hostility. She might take I, the bribe. Depends on, depends on the day and what the bribe is, but I can totally see her taking it. Just tell me what kind of bribe I need to throw to her, and you know I will offer it. Well, that is very generous of you, sir. 
I mean, mm-hmm. do, do, does Lily and Katie need to offer like free babysitting services the night of episode nine? Maybe at some point. Oh my God, Randy, Randy. I don't know how yeah. this movie's going to do. I know some of the earlier reviews haven't been real kind. Uh, I really do want to see the Terminator movie in the, in the theaters before it gets pulled for second runs and is gone. Reviews have been a little mixed. So, I don't know. Those things happen. But I would still like to see the movie. So, I'm hoping that you're still down. Because uh, it's on my list. I would like to see see that on the big screen. But I, I'm I'm a little bit bummed out that people have been hating on it so much. I don't know if that's just social media blowback. It didn't do great at the box office. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried about that and what that means in the big picture, even if the film itself is solid. Uh, I would still like to see it in the theater, though. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. Okay. And from what I understand, that it's st- the even the critics are saying it's still better than some of the previous installments, but it's also a movie that no one wanted, no one asked for. <laughs> so I it, think that's That's rough, main... isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think that's the main detractor from it. Plus... <laughs> This ignores everything after T2. From, yeah, exactly. Yeah. T3 was okay. I didn't love it. And honestly, I didn't hate Genesis. I know a lot of people did. I actually did not hate Terminator Genesis. But I long learned, a long time ago, I learned just to let the Terminator movies be what they are and stop trying to figure out timelines and this thing and that thing. And you just have to just, just run with it. <laughs> It's like it's like people playing Christmas music right after Halloween. Yeah. Y- you can hate on it, but it's there <sighs> anyway. I'm just saying. Side note, Shannon, are the girls totally done with Halloween stuff? Yeah. Okay. So I will say I was surprised this year. We did. Uh, my mother still lives in Carytown, which is where I grew up. For anybody that's not from Richmond, it's kind of like the uh, uh, the happening area. It's one of the hot spots of the city. Uh, it's been that way for a long time. And then Carytown has this, like, you know, you think open malls are all, like, the rage now. Well, Carytown was, like, it's just a street with a bunch of stores on it. But it was, like, it was like having a mall right by you. But she still lives there. And so for Halloween, it's great to take the kids there because there's so many houses, a lot of population density. Even if half the houses on a block don't participate or don't give away candy, you can knock a ton of stuff out in, you know, two hours. Well, not two hours. You know, 45 minutes to an hour. You can cover a lot of territory, a lot of ground, get a lot of candy. Life's good. And Logan stopped counting his candy at like 160 or 170 some odd pieces. So the buckets are full. I mean, the buckets are totally filled up. They got a ton of candy. But no Reese's Pieces this year. Nobody was giving away Reese's Pieces. We got M&M's. What? We got M&M's. We got peanut M&M's. We got peanut butter M&M's, which are like the, you know, substitute, I guess, for Reese's Pieces. But... Not a single bag of Reese's Pieces anywhere along the way. And if That's you want, a travesty. Yeah, it's weird. It's one thing to say, oh, peanut allergy, except there were peanut M&Ms, and there were Snickers bars, which have peanuts <sighs> in them. So clearly it wasn't the peanut, the, <laughs> whoa, the peanuts that were an impediment, uh, but no Reese's Pieces. It was just, I just find it strange. The, 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 the penis. <laughs> yeah. Penis. Yeah. Penicillin. Mm-hmm. The penis M and M's. Yeah, it's like meatloaf. Yeah, the penis. You do anything for love. Well, the, the, well Whitfield and the Failhorn Fatties. Oh Lord, <laughs> that's always a Failhorn. Soundboard, come on. There you go. All right, 
Let's thank you, Farley. Yeah, big picture. Let's do that. How did you not get any Reese's? I don't know. It's weird, man. I kind of felt cheated. How do these people screw that up? (laughs) How? Because they just buy big bags of candy from whatever box store has them, and apparently there were no Reese's pieces in them. That's what happened. Which, quite quite honestly, is annoying. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Should I have that some- may or may not have been Logan to the uh, house people. Should have had some Reese's, y'all. You- Should have had some Reese's. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but the, look, the next one was Chloe to the people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, we, there were a lot of things that happened in the week. You had the Seahawks handling the Bucks. Russell Wilson had a phenomenal game. Chiefs managed to come back versus the Vikings, which was. I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking the Chiefs might lose again, but they did. They did lose three straight at home. Which, by the way, you figure it, you wouldn't you wouldn't anticipate happening, save for Patrick Mahomes being injured and out. Go ahead, Shannon. Game over in our league. Explain to me on Wednesday how he lost his matchup this week by point two five. Yes, you yes. guys were talking about that. Uh, earlier it, in the week, like, oh this, my gosh, I can't believe this is close. And he's like, yeah, he's yep. like, he's like, yeah, I was feeling really good, you know, with three minutes left in the Seahawks game, and then all of a sudden, Russell Wilson throws a touchdown, and then in overtime, <laughs> <laughs> freaking Russell, Russell Wilson throws another touchdown. He's like, motherfucker, yeah, man, yeah. like, how does this happen? Like, yeah. point. Two five. This dude was just rolling, enjoying his lead, and then Russell Wilson happened. Yeah, when you lose by fractional, you know, like here's what happens though: if you get your ass handed to you, you're like, "There's nothing else I could have done with my roster." That person just outpointed the shit out of me. But when it's one of those point two five deals, yeah, or point four, that's salty, man. That, it sucks because he, he's sitting there looking at me like, if I started Devontae Adams, I win. But Devontae Adams had been injured, and you didn't know how well he would do. Nope. And it's just it's just one of those you're damned if you do, damned if you don't scenarios, and it just sucks. You know, it's just one of those fantasy sport shit shows yep. that happens. Understood. Speaking of shit shows. We've all been there. Washington Redskins, I'm looking at you. 24-9, uh, Buffalo Bills take care of the V Washington Redskins. Yeah. Battle of the butt sucks. Russell Wilson, by the way, phenomenal. 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 Yeah. That, that, that dude is throwing the gauntlet down for a crack at the MVP. He has the most touchdown passes and the fewest interceptions. Now, I don't know what the qualifiers are for, you know, as far as being a starter in the league, but he's got a 22 to 1 ratio, which is completely filthy. Completely that, filthy. On par with like NFL history, yeah. like well, filthy. It is. He's the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to post these numbers through a team's first nine games of the season. It's ridiculous. And he deserves some kudos and some props. So big picture view, week eight, week nine, halfway through the season. Why don't we get a couple of quick impressions and then shut it down and get the hell out of here? I'll, I'll give props to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight and oh, 
to handle on their business. And look, the schedule is going to get a little bit tougher, but bit. all you can do is win the games on your schedule. Well, they've got uh, a little, they've got a little padding in eight and zero. They can lose a couple. It won't, it's not going to hurt them. Absolutely, a big one this weekend uh, on Monday night, I guess against Seattle. Mm-hmm. So you know you win this one. I, th- I believe it's a home game, Randy. It is. Uh, so win this one. You know you got a three game advantage. Plus, you know if you lose three, you're still tied, but you have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Kind of a huge game for San Fran. Uh, New England, I'm not fretting over them losing the game on no. the road against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, at this point, you don't expect an NFL team to be undefeated. No. Other than the 49ers, as Randy would remind us. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that that's who we all expected to be undefeated at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... You know, good win by Baltimore. Mm-hmm. New England has pretty much dominated not dominated to this point. But they got out physicaled. They got outplayed. That's not going to sit well with the coaching staff. No. So I, I feel mercy for whoever their next opponent is. So who whoever plays New England next, yikes. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, Baltimore, they play Cincinnati next, so yikes, Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> and Indy, Adam Vinatieri, dude, I love you. I- I'm not going to say one bad thing about you. Just please, I-, I hope whatever's going on, you fix it, dude. Just, I-, I can't say one bad thing about Adam Vinatieri. He's helped us so many years. Please. What whatever's going on, dude, take the time you need to rest, get yourself right, and just just kick those extra points and kick those field goals. I, I realize this is going to be your last season. I know you wanted last year to be it, but you were talked into coming to this season. Let's make this last one right so you can go out on a high note. Yep, absolutely. I can't say one bad thing. New England fans can't say one bad thing. NFL fans, unless you're a real dick, you yeah. can't say a bad thing about them. You know. Yeah. Uh, it Ran- is what it is. Randy, um, any tie-up thoughts on any World Series stuff or just, you know, thoughts in general about the NFL, where we're at with the season, what we're looking forward <laughs> to going from here? Big picture impressions uh, and then some team-specific takes. What you got, bro? I'll give a couple of quick hitters here. Yeah, sure. Uh, obviously, for me, biggest surprise is definitely the 49ers. I was looking at them maybe being a six or seven win team just because I was being realistic. I did not realize that this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy. I'm The fact that we've got eight wins means we're not going to have a losing season. Mm-hmm. So right there, I consider that a huge win. The way if we can go four and four the second half of the season, I'm happy with that because I mean we do have game we have two we have play Seattle twice, Green Bay, New Orleans, uh, and the Ravens still, uh, but we still get the Rams, Cardinals, and Falcons. So like so it's possible to split with Seattle, and then I, if we lose the other ones, we lose. You know it's. I'm just, I'll be happy with four and four for the second half. Yeah. Uh, biggest disappointment to me is 
The Regression of the Bears. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's legit. Because, honestly, I thought that defense, the way they had, the way they were going last year, the way and the way that it seemed like that offense was starting to play better, I figured maybe things would turn around and they would at least be halfway decent, but it just seems like that the regression they've had this year has been just absolutely mind boggling. I don't, and I don't know if you can put it on Nagy or, if, mm-hmm. or if it's going to be, or if you're going to put it solely on Trubisky, I just think it's a combination no, it, of a lot it, of things. It, it can't be solely on Trubisky because the coaching staff in part is to help them be prepared for whatever's next. But I will say, uh, individually, uh, one of the uh, one of the biggest surprises for me uh, mm-hmm. has been Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a shame that he that Foles is going to start. It has been a fun run, but it looked like Minshew mania ran out once they crossed the pond. Man, uh, it didn't go so well over in London. So Nick Foles is coming back. But yes, that was that was uh, you know good times for a little bit. But the the mustache magic. <laughs> Seems to be seems to have run out, Randy. Yeah, it does seem that way. Um, and I got two more things real quick. Right. Um, you know, I'll actually I'll pose the question last, but uh, for my for NFL MVP, yep. I'm think I'm I know there's you know you got McCaffrey, uh-huh. you know Mahomes because I'm sure Mahomes would come back with a vengeance once he's healthy. He'll be fine. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, but I'm. I'm leaning towards uh, Lamar Jackson at this point, the way he's been playing. Woo, that that would be a bold one. I think uh, C, uh, uh, run CMC or whatever they're calling Christian McCaffrey, um, I think it's going to be hard to pry it away from McCaffrey. Lamar Jackson, I think, is an interesting candidate. Uh, I'm not sure that that would happen yet. In part, as a second. on the final records. Yeah, yeah I, it, it depends. He's He's done a great job. But I think Christian McCaffrey absolutely has to, has to be top three with the NFL MVP. He's got to be right. Yeah. So because he's been incredible, and he on and he on pace for like twenty six hundred yards or something completely obscene. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean that's just and, filthy. And for the question I'm going to pose to you guys, mm-hmm. since we got the news earlier this week, yeah, is this the last season we see Cam Newton as a Panther? As a Panther, yes. I think it is. I'm, I'm thinking so. Last year of his deal, if I remember correctly, I don't know what the cap hit is, you know, 16, 19, somewhere in that zone. Um, no, I, I think it's very plausible that it's just time to move on. I'm not saying that, you know, Allen is the answer, but given Cam's injury history and all of his Medea does this outfits that he wears in postgame pressers, <laughs> uh, it, it might be time. Um, maybe a first start would be good for him. Uh, the biggest thing for Cam is that he has to get his body right. If he can't get his foot right, can't get his body right, he's never even going to approach being the same guy. If physically he can be healthy, uh, then I think he's capable of producing. It, it's a little bit of a mixed bag because I, I think he's got gas left in the tank, but he's but his body is breaking down. His body is betraying him. And this yeah. is very much the Andrew Luck scenario, the Andrew Luck situation, where you, at some point you look around and you go, what's it worth it to me to do this? And we can laugh, you know, again, laugh about his post-game outfits and, and the press conference outfits, and you know, we can poke fun of him for that and even resurrect the Stan Newton suggestion box. But 
he's got to get healthy if he's gonna if he's gonna recover and resume his career he's got to get his body right yeah and, that, that, and that's, that's the tough concern. part with uh pretty much most nfl players yeah you know you, you gotta get yourself right before you can get back out on the field yeah. and kudos to the panthers for not mm-hmm. panicking and rushing him back out there so that he has the opportunity to fully recover now, whether that has something to do with Allen winning a few games so he doesn't yeah. have to worry about rushing it, okay, whatever. Allen's been fairly solid. He he has been. Yeah. Not spectacular, but solid. Not perfect. So, at this point in time, let's figure out a way. Either A, is Cam getting back out there? If not... Let's get that man fully healthy because a fully healthy Cam Newton is a good thing for the NFL. He is. He's marketable. He's known. He's mostly likable. But it's going to be tough to see him in another team's uniform. It will be, be but the Bears will spare no expense bringing him in. (laughs) All right. Just calling it now. Just calling it now. All right. Let's flip it back to this. Shannon, Randy, give me your wrap-up thoughts for week eight, week nine, maybe what's next, whatever, uh, before we hit the over because we're going to rapidly approach it. <laughs> All right, Randy, you got it. Uh, week eight, I mean, quickly, you know, Niners stopping the Panthers. Uh, that's you know, by, by, For me, that's going to be my biggest takeaway because it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, for week nine, a great game out of uh, – Kansas City, Minnesota. That was yep. just that was a hell of a, an entertaining game. Matt Moore did a great job, uh, but of course he's also under the quarterback whisper with Andy Reid there. Yes. Uh, damn you, Seattle, for going and winning overtime. I was still that was a crazy ass game. <laughs> uh, you know, we had the dump, we had the dumpster fire bowl that happened, but you know, hey, Cincy, guess what? You got the number one pick now at this for point. Now. For now. For now. For now. For now. But uh, looking forward, Monday night, it's it's uh, put up or shut up time. Uh, I know I've been saying that week in, week out for the Niners, mm-hmm. but to me this is you're going up a, a, the leading candidate for MVP at this point, or one of them anyway, at least top three. You're going against an offense that's been clicking real well against the, one of the number one defense, number one, number two defense in the league. This is going to be a renew- renewing of the rivalry. It's going to be great. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to throw my jersey on. I'm going to be hooting and hollering. Hopefully, I don't keep the neighbors up. But fuck them if they can't take a joke. Leave, mm-hmm. leave some earplugs on their, you know, <laughs> the rug by the front door. Just to be funny. That would be hilarious, yeah, I could do by that. the way. That would be hilarious. I'll have to look to see if I have any that I can donate to your cause. <laughs> uh, well, look, man, let's go ahead and wind up and get the hell out of here. Obviously, I wish the Redskins had been better. Somewhere along the line. But if you're going to suck, go ahead and suck ass. And, you know, move on, move on to the next. <laughs> All right. I'll give you my quick thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just going to roll to college football real quick. Okay. Uh, the rankings came out for the, uh, you know, the college playoff. Ohio yep. State, LSU, Bama, Penn State, top four. Clemson at five. Georgia at six. No issues with me. 
Ohio State, the closest game they've had this season is by 24 points. Yikes. So, yeah. Yeah, that offense is rolling. So, I have no issues with them being number one. I realize LSU has more quality wins. But when the closest game you've had is by three touchdowns and three two-point conversions, I, I think you've earned the right to be number one at that point. Yep. You know, Ohio State, I think the next two games will be cakewalks, and then they'll have Penn State, Michigan to end the season, plus the Big Ten Championship. Of course, Penn State at number four. Uh, Big test this weekend against undefeated Minnesota, who's down the line. But nonetheless, in November, you're going against another undefeated team. So don't take that lightly. LSU Bama this weekend. Of course, you guys are invited to the house. Justin, I know you got family stuff going on. But, you know, if, uh, you know, one of the kids happen to quote unquote get sick or, you know, you just happen to have helped me out with a flat tire at the house, you can come over and watch the game. <laughs> but fantastic, fantastic weekend of college football. Fantastic month at, uh, getting ready to come up here of college football. Clemson, I think, is sitting pretty at number five. You know, Bama, LSU got to play each other. Ohio State, Penn State got to play each other. As long as Clemson handles their business, they should be in the college playoff. Should be. Well, I think that's probably about our cue as we're rapidly approaching three, and I said we weren't going to hit three, and here we are dancing with it. As Shannon would say, always take the over. Yeah, thanks. It's like this thing is rigged. Uh, but look, anyway, blame the alcohol. Yes. Yeah, so, well, we can definitely do that. Look, keywords are sports and brew. Uh, that's what you can use to track us down. Just Google those things. You should be able to find us. Uh, but look, we've enjoyed it. It's been a fun ride. It's a shame about last week, but with Popeye's getting the chicken sandwiches back. Hey, uh, side note, can y'all stop murdering people over a damn chicken sandwich? That's some, that's some petty ass shit. F O A. It's a chicken sandwich. Y'all. Go ahead and just calm down. FOH murdering people over some damn chicken sandwiches. You bunch of morons. Chill out. Good gracious. Anyway, um, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher Radio. Our keywords are sports and brew. That's how you're also going to find us on our home feed on Podbean and any of, of the other sites that carry us. So if you're going to go out for Popeyes, get it. Stop murdering people. It's just a sandwich, y'all. If they're sold out, go to Chick-fil-A. And if it's Sunday, go home and cook a damn meal. Get over yourself. Good Lord. (laughs) God. And get some damn Uh, Reese's Pieces for next year when we trick-or-treat. What the hell, y'all? Right? Seriously. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Great football weekend. Yep. Enjoy it. Get some beers. Get some friends. Whatever you got to do, get in front of the tube, enjoy it. Great Saturday action, great Sunday action. Yep. Enjoy yourselves. There you go. Well, let's go ahead and shut this bad boy down. Congratulations one more time to the Washington Nationals. Hell of a ride, hell of a story. Thanks for that, gentlemen. Uh, and good luck to your Mets next year, Giles. And that also. Oh, thank you. Uh, that also uh, has some weight for both Mark and uh, Whitfield. I can't believe we have three Mets fans. <laughs> Nuts, dude. Nuts. From all of us, have fun, go nuts. Yeah, (laughs) have fun, go nuts. Yeah, 
<laughs> and can y'all please get some Reese's Pieces back in the Halloween candy? Come Seriously. on. Seriously. Damn it. Get it right. Get the damn Reese's Cups or get the Reese's Pieces. Come on, man. I like Snickers. That's a cheap motherfuckers. Like, it's not even that. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? God damn, dude. Don't be so hostile. <laughs> Holy hell, bro. Jesus, MacGuffin. I'm, I'm just preaching, man. I'd pick Seriously. I'd pick houses with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's what I would do. Hello. Fuck the y'all mess that up. Whoa, Get whoa, the whoa. kids are good stuff. Damn, potty mouth, brother. Potty mouth. We're going to have to wash your mouth out with some soap. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, but that's hostile. Hostile. We're going to do it. We're going to get some soap for you. Let's get some baby shark up in here. Maybe that's what meatloaf really meant. I won't do that. <laughs> I will not do the damn Baby Shark song. No. I will not. None of it. Randy wants to break free of this. Oh, no. He's doing a mix. He's doing a mash. I did. It was a mashup. That's more like a crash up. That's like fail what buckets. What in the absolute fuckness is this? I don't know. <laughs> You gotta give me a break free. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Anyway, from all of us, all of you, have a great week and enjoy it. We'll catch you on the flip side. We are. <laughs> we are the sports crew. I think. Maybe. We are indeed the sports crew, sir. Um, <laughs> enjoy the weekend. We'll catch you next week on the flip side. Hopefully, no power outages and. Uh, uh, but if so, we're going to claim load management one more time. Just do yourself a favor and do not search for that on Pornhub. It's a bad look. <laughs> oh, bang, bang. I'm, I, it, that was the next thing I had queued up. Let's see. Because Meatloaf really would do that. You would. I did. Yeah, I would. He would. <laughs> Happy Veterans Day to all the vets. I'm a vet. Oh Happy Veterans Day to everybody. Enjoy the day. There it is, Enjoy man. the weekend. Enjoy the weekend. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for everything. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night now. Good night. We're getting all slop, sloppy seconds at the end of the podcast. Good gracious. It's a <laughs> if mess. If hit three, it's your damn fault. <laughs> We're close. We're 13 minutes away. We'll be in bed before then. Yeah, maybe. All right. Maybe. All right, guys, go get some rest. Hasta la vista. Hasta luego. And Randy, we need to go out and see the Terminator movie. Yes, we do. We got to do it. Let's give it some box office love. Everybody else is hating on it. I mean, it's got to be better than Jared Leto as the Joker, right? This so, is true. Yeah. Can't be worse than that. I don't know. No, probably not. Nobody wanted it. Eh, maybe not. But, I mean, come on. It's, a direct, it's supposed to be a direct sequel to T2. Stop hating. <laughs> Or keep hating. Just don't get out of the theaters before I get to see a chance to see it on the big screen. Come on! Anyway. All right. From all of us, all of you, good night. Catch you on the flip side. Good night now. Late. Late. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Wait. Shannon, your walk off. LSU, uh, Alabama. What's your prediction, bitch? <laughs> What's my prediction? <laughs> well, it's going to so be hostile. Damn. <laughs> I know it. Uh, Two will be back. 
That's gamesmanship, game time decision, whatever. Yeah, He's playing. that's all BS. But I'll tell you what, man. Let, let, let's go for some fun. Let's go with what's not actually going to happen to make me look like a freaking idiot. And I'll, I'm going to say LSU wins this one. Joe Burrow, uh, FTW for the win. Um, Snapping that, bot- what, 31 game, 31 home game. You know, SEC I, winning streak for Alabama. Is that what it is? It's something obscene. Uh, a late touchdown wins by one because Bama kicks two field goals instead of an extra touchdown. Hey, so. look, look, maybe Nick Saban doesn't have to yell at the kids to stay for the rest of that game. That's also uh, a win. No. Also if, a he win. Ha- if he has to yell at the kids to stay for that game, those kids have uh, issues. Maybe you should uh, maybe you should uh, go down to Florida State and take over for old <laughs> Willie Taggart. I like how, by the way, I like how Florida State denied that they raised twenty million dollars just to buy out Willie Taggart. <laughs> Dude, stop! We know that's exactly what you did. You got Dr. rid. Evil says right. Yeah, y'all got rid of that dude. Y'all bought him out and kicked him the hell out of Tallahassee. Yes, you raised twenty around twenty million dollars from your boosters, and yes, it, it was getting <laughs> Willie Taggart the hell out of there. And if I remember correctly, that hombre, Florida State is not only paying him; they also assumed like his buyout. Uh, I think there's like two levels of buyout plus paying off his contract with Florida State. It's something completely uh-huh. ridiculous. So I'm, I'm glad that what what is he nine and twelve? Down at FSU, I'm glad that was worth whatever you, you you have paid him. Good job, good effort. Fail, fail. No, they 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 screwed up when they uh, hired him. Yeah, clearly, abundantly clear. I'm not saying it's Redskin and Steve Spurrier bad, but it was definitely bad. Anyway, all right, that's legitimately good night. Little FSU shut it down. There you go. All right, friends, catching the flip side. Good night now. Peace out. Late.